With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Well, Mac Jones is ranked as the 12th worst quarterback in the playoffs. Colts GM Chris Ballard won't commit to Carson Wentz in 2021. Move over, Lawrence Taylor. Aaron Donald is the GOAT of the NFL. And Mac Jones has the Patriots mentality heading into wildcard weekend versus the Bills. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to Talking Football with Ray. And believe it or not, my name is Ray. And I'm going to be the one talking football with you. Before we got to the show, you need to remember that we are talking about a kid's game that's played by grown men. So sit back, relax, don't take yourself too serious, and let's have a little bit of fun in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Zero. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Talking Football with Ray. My name is Ray. I'll be the one talking football with you. Welcome to the podcast, the live show here on Friday, January the 14th, 2022. And are you ready for two hours of unfiltered football talk and shenanigans? Guests tonight, pretty simple. The Patreon members. It's the Patreon hangout here on Friday night, Talking Football with Ray. Talking Football with Ray is a member of the Dean Blundell Podcast Network. Check out my blogs and all the other work of the Dean Dean Blundell Network over at DeanBlundell.com. Make sure that you follow me on Twitter at DPN underscore Ray. Follow the business account at Talking with Ray. It's run by me and Mike N. Follow us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash DPN Sports. Become a Patreon member over at Patreon.com slash DPN Sports. Perks uh, for joining the Patreon. Basically, you get to join the show daily for the most part. You get to hang out on Friday night and guarantee that we're going to answer your comments and questions each and every show Monday through Thursday. Of course, you can find Talking Football with Ray on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all those other sort of podcast hosting centers. Uh, All the links are in the description of this video and podcast. Make sure you smash that like button. Make sure you subscribe. Uh, Announcements. I'm going to be a guest on Monday on the Dean Blondell show. Starts around three-ish over on the Dean Blondell YouTube page, Twitch page, Twitter page, all that kind of stuff. Make sure you go check that out there. Uh, going to hopefully have a brand new look starting Monday. Uh, going to dedicate a lot of this weekend to cleaning up the studio a little bit, reorganizing, moving, and things should look uh, hopefully pretty different on Monday. And uh, big news, guys. Next Friday, new merch is being shopped or dropped in the shop. Haven't... Uh, haven't had merch sitting in the store for since Connor left, basically, and uh, looking forward to, well, getting back to that next week. But <clears throat> before we get everything going with all our Patreon crew, let's look at the four stories that we're going to be looking at tonight. The first one is Mac Jones has been ranked the 12th worst quarterback in the playoffs this year. And listen, I think Mac Jones has had a good rookie season. There's no denying that. But when you compare it to some of the other guys that have, are in the playoffs, when you look at the Aaron Rodgers and the Patrick Mahomes of the world, he's been okay. When you rank to all the quarterbacks, rookie's been great. Uh, but ESPN did their rankings, ranked him number 12th or the 12th worst, as they like to call it. When I initially saw the ranking, I thought, oh, that's kind of low. 
So I did my own rankings, and it wasn't that low. So let me rank the 14 quarterbacks left in the uh, playoffs, or all the quarterbacks in the playoffs. Number one, Aaron Rodgers. Number two, Patrick Mahomes. Number three, Dak Prescott. Number four, Josh Allen. Number five, Joe Burrow. Number six, Kyler Murray. Number seven, Thomas Edward, Patrick Brady. And yes, I know that's going to upset some people. Number eight, I got Matthew Stafford. Number nine, I got Jimmy Garoppolo. Number 10, I got Derek Carr. Coming in at number 11, one spot better than ESPN, I got Mac Jones. And then I rounded out with Ryan Tannehill, Jalen Hurts, and Ben, used to be great, Roethlisberger. So maybe it wasn't as bad as I initially thought it was. But I saw a really surprisingly bad stat about Mac Jones today. On play-action plays, on a team like the Patriots that have such a quality run game, he's ranked 24th in QBR and 23rd in EPA in play-action. That shocks me. When we talk about Mac Jones, especially heading into the playoffs, Josh McDaniels can make Mac Jones better in this playoffs. You need to get Nelson Aguilar involved, whether that's in play action, whether it's in flea flickers. However you do it, you got to get Nelson Aguilar involved. Josh McDaniels needs to just embrace his 2010 McDaniels, 2011, 2012. He needs to figure out how to get the ball to Jonu Smith. Because Jonu Smith has been non-existent for the Patriots, and it ain't his fault. They're not putting the ball in his hands. Every time he has it, he makes an explosive play. But Josh has been bad. And I think the Patriots are going to have to open up their bag of tricks for this game. I think the Patriots are going to have to, those end arounds, double passes, all that kind of stuff. I think it's, uh, they got to open it up. Let's move to our next story, though. Colts GM Chris Ballard won't commit to Carson Wentz. True, false? Well, let's look what he had to say. First of all, let's finish it. Let, let, let's address the elephant in the room. The Colts were embarrassed the last game of the season. And after that loss to the Jacksonville Jaguars, the loss that completely eliminated the Colts from contention, well, Colts fans wanted heads to roll, wanted things to turn, wanted people fired. Jim Mersey came out and he was like, yo, I'm not firing the coach and I'm not firing the general manager. So Chris Ballard, Frank Reich, safe for now. But what about Carson Wentz? Well, Chris Ballard had some interesting things to say to him. Here's what he said about Carson Wentz. He said, quote, at the time of the trade, we felt it was the right decision. <sighs> said Ballard, according to Zach Kiefer of the, of the Athletic. Uh, I'm not going to make a comment on who is going to be here next year and who isn't. I thought Carson did some good things, and I thought there were some things that he needed to do better. Let's look at Wentz's stats from this year. He's got a 62.4 completion percentage. 27 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. That's good. That's a good That's a good stat line. Only a 54.4 QBR, though. PFF, he was ranked 23rd overall, had a grade of 70.9, only had a passer grade of 67.9. Now, I take PFF for what it is. Some people agree with it. Some people don't. But I did make a list of the quarterbacks whose passing grades were ahead of Carson Wentz. Some of them make sense. Some of them make no sense at all. Joe Burrow, Tom Brady, Kyler Murray, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, 
Kirk Cousins, Justin Herbert, Dak Prescott, Ryan Tannehill, huh? Matthew Stafford, Mac Jones, Josh Allen, Derek Carr, Matt Ryan, Jacoby Brissett, former Indianapolis Colt, Patrick Mahomes, Jimmy Garoppolo, Jalen Hurts, Daniel Jones, Teddy Bridgewater, and then Russell Wilson. But what other options were there and are there for the Colts? Pretty sure that they're going to have to stick with Carson Wentz next year because I don't know what's available to them. You ready to get people upset, though? Move over, Lawrence Taylor, because Aaron Donald has taken over as the defensive go to the NFL. I'm going there, people. Aaron Donald was voted today as a unanimous first-team All-Pro. It's the second consecutive season that's happened for him. And listen, I'm, I'll fully admit, I understand that sometimes recency bias can cloud judgment. But I strongly believe that Aaron Donald is now the defensive go to the NFL. And that's no disrespect to LT. Lawrence Taylor is an all-time great. Former league MVP, three-time defensive player of the year, eight-time All-Pro, 10-time Pro Bowler, 1986 sack leader, two-time Super Bowl champion. But they play in different eras. See, Aaron Donald is playing in a different NFL. Lawrence Taylor, man, he played in a very run-heavy, or we could say balanced offense. Right, so he could record some of those tackles going after running backs. Now he could get to the quarterback. I think he had like 142 sacks or something like that overall, his whole career. But Aaron Donald's playing in a league where for a while, interior defensive linemen weren't even relevant. It's pass happy. The league was, you know, edge rushers, linebackers. Donald's kind of made the interior defensive line relevant again. Eight seasons, 434 tackles, 98 sacks, 23 forced fumbles, 16 pass deflections. His list of hardware, almost as impressive as Lawrence Taylor's. It'll probably be more impressive by the time he's done. 2014 Defensive Player of the Year, three-time Defensive Player of the Year, tied with LT, seven-time All-Pro, eight-time Pro Bowler. And listen, as I said, Donald's stats and numbers will probably never match those of Lawrence Taylor, just basically because of the era that he played in, the positions that they play. Aaron Donald's an intimidating force. He's double teamed on almost every play. He's dominated offensive lines. And you might hate me for this, and I'll accept it, but Aaron Donald is the GOAT. One more story, then we're going to get on our Patreon members over here. This one is that Mac Jones has the mentality heading into Wild Card Weekend versus the Buffalo Bills. Now, Mac Jones has played in and won a national championship. That, of course, was with Alabama last season. He's played in NFL primetime games. I think he's 2-2 two and two under the lights this season. I'd have to fact check that. Mac Jones isn't going to be intimidated by the big stage. He's been there. But for a young guy, playoff football, hostile environment, Mac Jones is saying the right things and appears he is. Here's a quote from Mac Jones today saying, quote, there's more at stake and you have to realize that there's not a lot of room for error. That's kind of what makes it fun. There's more pressure. And like I said, you prepare well, you feel comfortable, and that's the point. You've got to play the game, uh, the, and the game that you've played since you were little. 
I just try to listen to the advice that they have, whether it's Josh, Coach Belichick, or anybody, even the older players that have done it before. Now, sometimes Mac Jones gets accused of downplaying things. He gets accused of maybe not fully respecting the moments. I'll drop this, though. There's a lot of hype around the playoffs, right? Of course there is. At the end of the day, it's football, though, right? Like, once the ball is kicked off, it's just football. It doesn't matter if it's week one or the Super Bowl. Mac is doing the right things, focusing on the game, learning from the leaders. And, yeah, he hasn't experienced NFL football, but he's got that Patriots mentality. How far is it going to get him? Well, we'll have to find out on Saturday, but that's where we're at. And it's got to give a big shout-out to Mac Jones. Had a great rookie season, was nominated as the Pepsi Zero Sugar uh, Zero Sugar NFL Rookie of the Year. A little bit of a write-up on Patriots.com that said NFL quarterback Mac Jones led all qualified rookies with a 67.6 completion percentage, 3,801 passing yards, 22 touchdown passes, and a 92.5 rating this season. He completed at least 70% of his passes in nine games to tie Dak Prescott 2016 for the most ever by a rookie. In week 10, Jones recorded a 142.1 passer rating, the fifth highest single game passer rating by a rookie quarterback in the Super Bowl era, a minimum of 20 attempts. In 2021, he became the third rookie quarterback all time to win each of his first six road starts, joining Prescott in 2016 and that big Ben Roethlisberger in 2004. The waiting room is not filling up yet, but we'll get there. We're going to hear from my sponsors over at Ultra Game when we come back. The boys will be uh, the boys are back in town. The Friday night Patreon hangout here on Talking Football with Ray. Hey, Talking Football with Ray is brought to you by my partners over at Ultra Game. Guys, gear yourself up with NFL and NBA gear from my friends over at Ultra Game. They're one of the largest distributors of licensed NFL apparel in the U.S. Listen, you know when you're grabbing your gear, you want it to be licensed. None of that knockoff junk. It doesn't matter who you cheer for. They have something for everybody. So go gear yourself up today with Ultra Game. I've left that link in the description. And we're back live here on Talking Football with Ray. Don't forget to smash that like button, subscribe to the channel. We are live Monday through Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern time for two hours of unfiltered football talk and shenanigans. And it's time to bring in the boys. Bring in Mike M. Bring in Joe. Bring in Gaki, a pissed Colts fan, and bring in our boy Loyalist. That's it for now. Gentlemen, welcome to the Friday Night Hangout. How's it going? Yo, brother. All right. You guys are rocking and rolling tonight. What up? Uh, oh, there we go. My mic is muted. Well, Mike was, yeah, yeah, got it. There, there's Mike, the guy who's on the show every day of the week. Can't even start his microphone. Mikey, what's wrong with you, buddy? Fucking Christ. God, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna you walk. Keep going. Away, they're gonna thank you. I'm, I'm just done. I'm just, I'm done. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> All right, so where where do we want to start? Do we want to start with the Mac Jones ranking? Do we want to start with Carson and what Chris Ballard said about him? Do we want to start with the Patriots mentality? Or do I take my shit kicking now when I said that Aaron Donald has now passed Lawrence Taylor as the GOAT of the NFL? I don't, I don't think he ever can just because of the way the game's played. 
And that's no knock on Aaron Donald, but he can't actually drive people into the ground the way that LT was able to. I, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think he's still got a lot of fucking football left in him. And I think there's, you know, hindsight's always 20. Yeah, but it's a less aggressive game. This. Those guys can't breathe on the quarterback now. And, yeah, but, okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. I, I was going to say, you can't breathe on the quarterback. And again, as, as I was saying before, though, it, it, he plays in a different era. And he plays a different position. He's got 98 sacks. He's an interior defensive lineman. That's insane. He's really good. That's insane. I mean, do you know how hard that is? As an interior lineman, you're not the guy who's expected to get to the quarterback. You're a guy who's expected to sit there and just take up double teams and make it so that the guys on the outside can get to the quarterback. He practices stabbing people to play football. What? You've never what? seen that? He like practices no. with knives to get better at football. Are you really? Kidding? No. What does he stop? Like dummies and stuff? Yeah, they they like they're they're like dummy knives, but he basically treats them as if they're real. And that's how he gets so good at all these movements that he does because he basically treats treats so it like see, they're real. So when he's when he's going hand to hand with an offensive lineman. He's stabbing them. Yeah, like, basically. I'll see. I'll see if I can find the video. It's well. That makes sense, though, because wasn't it Belichick a couple years ago that brought in like the the karate master, the martial arts master, to work yeah, on they... on the hands with the linemen? Yeah. Okay. That's old news. I mean, Greg Lloyd did that in the nineties. Yeah. So he, I, I guess martial arts to you know, increase his technique. So I guess it would just be a, it's just a, a variation of that. But, and that was my thing. I, we got to a stage in football where, because it became so pass happy, a lot of guys just went to a three, four and interior defensive lineman. There was no premium on a deterior uh, defensive lineman. It was like, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think Aaron Donald was the guy who kind of brought it back. And that's where you saw like now the Christian Barmores and stuff where people are realizing especially against these mobile quarterbacks like the Josh Allens of the world. If you get interior pressure, you know, they know how to escape when the pressure is coming from the left or the right and how to get out of there. But when it's coming straight up their face, it's a completely different animal altogether. And that's why, like, to me, just like the, the so I did the stats comparisons today of, you know, Lawrence Taylor played 13 years. So I said, okay, if Aaron Donald played at this level till, you know, for 12, 13 years, where would he be in comparisons to to to, to Taylor? Taylor's obviously going to have more tackles just because he's a linebacker. He would have been in coverage. He would have been after running backs. Yada, yada. Taylor, I think, finished with 142 sacks. If Donald keeps his pace going, he'll beat Taylor. He'll surpass Taylor in year 11 when I did the math. Mm-hmm. You know, real quick, though, right, to your point about just being different time areas. I mean, when LT was coming in, I mean, sacks, yeah, sacks were a thing, but LT made them the thing. LT made sacks important to the game. He showed how sacking a quarterback can be game-changing and stuff, and that really wasn't in the league. You know, and now Aaron Donald, I mean, because of LTs of the world and the and the Robert Mathises and stuff, you know, now sacking is much more of a focal point for these teams and stuff. So I and yeah, and the, to the point of where Aaron Donald's in the interior, he's always facing double teams and stuff. But to your point, you know, 
LT was always out there on the edge, but he was also having to go out and coverage sometimes and stuff like that. Well, isn't there that the NFL films documentary too from back in the day where like Bill Parcells basically explains he's like, if you didn't have a left tackle, you had to go get a left tackle. Like he changed yeah. the way offensive lines were built too. Like he changed he changed yeah. the NFL. I don't is there you don't think you really don't think you don't think Aaron Donald is changing the NFL for interior offensive linemen? How important that position? Why do you think Joe Tooney's getting that kind of money? No, he's no, I, no, no, I don't. I don't think that. He, but is it to that level? Right, he's changed the focus, whereas LT changed the entire strategy of the game. You know, whereas now they just have to shift it from the edge to more of an interior focus. Well, I went a little deeper into this, but I ran out of time, so I couldn't present my information because I didn't have enough of a stat comparable. You know what I mean? However. I started looking at different things like JJ Watt. Well, did I upset Mike? <laughs> I started looking at things like JJ Watt and and those kind of guys. And JJ Watt, two years into Aaron Donald's career, began going 50-50 from interior lining up interior and lining up as an edge, right? Compared to him being an edge or a traditional linebacker prior to that. Because I think what Aaron Donald showed his rookie year and then his second year was what pressure up the middle can do to a quarterback. Because that's exactly. quarterbacks are so used to the pocket collapsing around them. You step up yep. in the pocket. Well, you can't step up in the pocket when Aaron Donald's coming smashing up in your face. Normally, that's reserved for a linebacker to do, but you can look up. The quarterback can look, see the field, and, and try to get away from that. And Donald's being double teamed on almost every play, and he's just shedding offensive linemen. Yeah. And if you go back to say like Super Bowl fifty three, and we all talk about like Aaron Rodgers, and let's face it, Joe Tooney or or Marcus Cannon handling Aaron Donald. Let's also not forget that that year, Tooney and Marcus or not um, Shaq Mason, not Marcus Cannon. I apologize. Um, Tooney and Mason were ranked the two top interior lineman in the nfl and i think i think that david andrews ended up 10 so it took basically three top 10 interior offensive linemen to finally slow down and stop aaron donald like that's that's how insane it is and listen i did i, I totally admit it at the beginning when lt retired i was 10 years old right so i can understand there's recency bias in me. You know what I mean? Of I've watched Donald his entire career. I caught the tail end of Taylor and really I was young. So I, I've only thing I know about Taylor now is what I've watched on film and the, the stuff about him. And, and I understand exactly how great he is. Um, and I put him in like Ed Reed and those kind of guys, those are all like the, 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 the meccas of players, Ronnie Lotz and those kind of the world. I don't know though. Aaron Donald is just is so special, especially in this modern day NFL, that he's almost brought an old school position back. That that's just unbelievable. There you go, and I agree with that a hundred percent. To be totally honest with you, now, I mean, time will tell. You know, he's still got a lot of football left to play, and you know, I think the greatest of all time. I think, you know, you have to have a certain degree of longevity in your career to truly achieve that. He's definitely on track for it, though. I mean, and I agree with you. And I agree with Loyalists, too. I mean, I think it's a good discussion to have because he's right about Lawrence Taylor. He changed the game. He he he, he was one of those, those types of players. He, he actually changed 
the nature of the game. He changed the way people think about positional football. And, and it's, it's really kind of interesting to see this kind of come full circle with a guy like Donald in that, you know, that's, that's always been a a theory. That's always been something that's been talked about in, in the football world about getting pressure up the middle because of the nature of pocket passing and and what we expect out of quarterbacks today, you know, it's bringing back like kind of almost like a retro type of feel to how we look at, you know, how defense is played. And I think there's a lot to be said for that, particularly in this day and age. Uh, Not only that, but then it's also, you're talking about in in like a three, four type scenario. That's typically something like you, you said, you would see on a five man blitz where a linebacker would come in for on a stunt or, you know, just to, to, to try to, to get the, the, you know, your, your three tech or your, your zero nose to, to get off that double team and to force an opening there. Uh, I, I just say, I think you're, that's a really good analysis of, of what, you know, what you're looking at. I, I really, I, I'd agree with you. He's on track for it, but he's still got a lot of football left to play. So we'll have to kind of wait and see, but he'll definitely be one to watch. I, I mean, I wouldn't, uh, if, if, you know, in that conversation, I would definitely say, you know, you, you've got a very, very strong argument for that. Let's also, and and I've discussed this in the past, the, the, the word goat too, or the, the acronym goat doesn't hold the same meaning with me as it, as it used to. So when I use the word goat, and, and like I'm a content creator, I'm going to have a little bit of fun and I'm going to rattle some cages and I'm going to talk about Lawrence Taylor. But I really, I, I believed a lot of what I was saying about Aaron Donald. But I, I called the NFL, we saw a shirt called the NFL Goat Farm because everybody's a goat, right? Like how many times you go on Twitter, <laughs> yeah. Aaron Rodgers, the goat, Tom Brady's the goat, Andrew Luck was the goat, Manning's the goat. Everybody's a goat, <laughs> you know? Um, so you got to take it in, in, in stride. And I do listen. And my dad says it to me all the time when I start talking about all oh, this guy, that guy, this guy's so great. That guy was amazing. And my dad's always like, you got eras, man. He's like eras. He says, you know, put Johnny Unitas in this era. What is he as a quarterback? You know, put, you know, he says, put, you know, these guys, that guy, all these different things. And so I think that we need to take that into consideration. And again, I, I purely admit the recency bias to my argument because I, I just watched Aaron Donald walloping people for the last eight years. I, I don't think that it's, you know, I, I, I don't think it's, it's necessarily recency bias. I think, I mean, I understand that you're, you know, you're a critical enough thinker to be able to, to check yourself and, and check your thinking and say, okay, am I really thinking right about this? Because I mean, you know, so you're, you're self-examining your own argument, but I think you've got a really solid, I think you've got a really solid argument, particularly because of how hard it is. It, 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 that's the other part of this, you know, okay. You could say, well, LT, you know, you know, the the things were more freewheeling back then where you could take the quarterback and pick them up over your head and, and, you know, choke slam him. I mean, and nobody would think twice about it, but I mean, how hard it is to play defense with any, everything that can go wrong in terms of how they call penalties today. I, I, I think that's got to be part of the argument that it's, it's that much more difficult to play effectively, especially at those interior positions. Well, yeah. And I was, I agree with you so much because I was thinking about this today. Again, I couldn't incorporate it in what I wanted to say, because it just wasn't fitting. 
But I was thinking, okay, if I had to, if we were doing a fantasy draft in the sense of like we're actually drafting an NFL team, the NFL imploded, we started a new league. Outside a quarterback, who would be, if I had the first overall pick and I wasn't allowed to pick a quarterback, because you're always going to start your team with a quarterback. We all know that. Who would I pick in the NFL right now? And I'm just, there's a list of names flowing through my head. Danny Etling. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, first overall. And I sat there and said, you know what? My pick would probably be Aaron Donald. Like I would start my defense off strong and be like, you know what? It's you. And I'm not taking age into consideration because if I was taking age and all that into consideration, um, uh, TJ would probably be the top of my list because I know I got him for longer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Yeah. And he's phenomenal. Sorry. I didn't realize Mike, you popped him in Uh, and and he's phenomenal player. But Donald is so good, and I think we're what we're starting to go into now is an era of again. It's almost a throwback. Getting off yeah. the who's you know the you, you got the Watt brothers, you got Aaron Donald in the league. You know what I mean? Like you've you've J.C. Jackson got left off the All Pro today, which enraged me for a minute. And then I'm kind of you know looking at the guys that are there, and I'm I'm having a problem arguing. Micah Parsons or Mika is it Mika or Micah? I always say Micah. 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 Micah Micah Parsons. If he now we've seen guys collapse and die after one year, but I'm looking at Micah Parsons going like if he continues doing what he's doing, we might be having this discussion in five, you know, in five, six, seven, eight years going move over Aaron Donald. Micah Parsons is the GOAT because if this kid, this kid. If he gets better, if he if the trajectory keeps going, he's amazing. I, he, I fucking yeah. love him. Yeah. Love dude, him. The dude was lit even in college. Like he he was dominating uh, like this in college. And it's a lot harder to dominate. Right into the NFL is fucking nuts. I, I don't want to hear about college. I really don't because it, you, you you realize just how much more difficult it no, is but to have to dominate at the NFL level because everybody to have it translate though is the insane part. Like, okay, right well, away. I mean, yeah, that I, I give you that, but I mean, you, you don't. I'm not going to you know talk about you know what the guy d- done in college and say that that like somehow validates. Uh, you know, his success in the NFL, because how many times have we seen, you know, I'll give you a perfect example. Oh, everybody. Oh, AJ McCarron was supposed to be the greatest thing since sliced bread. Okay. okay. And he was a backup quarterback for Cincinnati for Christ's sake. You know I mean? Like, yeah, no, you know, you you, you can't look at things through that lens. I I don't think Matt Leinhart, Matt Leinhart was supposed to be phenomenal. You see. Yeah. Yep. He was supposed to be the the next Manning. That's what they were saying. Right. The next. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Davion Clowney. I mean, I think he's somebody. No who's... ceiling. I mean, we talked. We talked about this last night. No floor either. What I thought. What I thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, so it, okay. So I mean, then you start talking about. I've always favored when it comes to defense. I've always looked at the middle linebacker position, or you know, inside linebacker position per se. Like uh, to, to to throw that argument back, say ten years ago. Uh, when we had the same discussion among uh, another circle of friends that I uh, that I run in, um, you know Patrick Willis, yeah. back in those days was a guy that you could build your defense around. Like, if, okay, I got to build a defense. I'm taking this guy first yeah, because no, of, uh, how, you know what well, I mean. He was good, really good. I, 
another guy not quite game changing, but if you want to like put a scenario together, Chandler Jones, if he had stayed with Bill Belichick, I think that oh, would yeah. scary. I think that would have been really scary. Amen. Chandler yeah. Jones now is scary too, Bob. I so know, but if he Chandler with, Jones uh, is scary enough, yeah. But right. at, at if he Belichick with New England right. with Belichick, he would have been better. Well, and there's there's those teams, right? I mean, does TJ Watt have the same success? If he's not in Pittsburgh, right. I mean, he'd be good. He'd be good. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. He'd be good. However, Tomlin's a good defensive coach. You know what I mean? In yeah. Pittsburgh, and and you know, and it's the same in New England. How many? Look at Jamie Collins. Oh my who's god, who's done yeah. nothing anywhere in the NFL outside of New England? You yeah, know what I mean, he he's right. another one. If he had stayed in New England his whole career, his stats probably would have been ungodly. Oh yeah. Un- Unreal, unreal. And you look at it's funny too because you look at even let's say the last 10 years, and we start talking about the best defensive players in the NFL the last 10 years. If we were going to make a list of a team, I would bet you over half the players on that list would come from New England or Pittsburgh. Like I would almost guarantee it that, yeah, you know, you have the JJ Watts of the world and stuff that are come, but almost half, I mean. We're we're gonna start having arguments about you know okay Paul or McCordy okay well you know what we could actually shift Paul to free to strong safety put McCordy up the like you know what I mean like you could it, it's it, it so many good players I mean Harrison in his prime right. you know like how how good he was and yeah. and and I look at a team like like Pittsburgh when you talk about what they can do defensively because we talk about New England a lot so I want to talk about the Steelers a little bit. When you look at what they do defensively, because this is what Belichick always gets credit for, right? Like, oh, you can just take anybody, put them in the defense, and they'll find their their strengths and, and this and that. I thought when Pittsburgh lost Bud Dupree, I was like, and he got hurt last year and then gone. I was like, oh, they're going to be, you know what? I don't, uh, is that going to be the steel curtain next year? They just fucking picked up where they left off. You know what I mean? Like, they literally picked up where they left off for the most part. I'm sure if you're a Steelers fan, you saw the big differences but you lose if most teams lose a bud dupree there's there's a fucking gaping hole in that defense you know what i mean that they're trying to fill but the system is so strong and you get the same thing in new england with belichick Mm -hmm. the system is so strong that you can lose the chandler jones the bud dupree's the harrison's paul amalo can retire you know um collins can leave uh trey flowers can leave and yet Everything kind of looks the same the next year. A little bit of differences, but everything kind of looks the same. And uh, I don't know. And, and maybe just being a Patriots fan, that's why I, I and in the Belichick era, I've fallen in love with defense, where a lot of the Patriots fans kind of switch towards the offense. Um, but you think about the early Patriots, Teddy Bruschi, Willie McGinnis, Richard yeah, Seymour, man, man. Young yeah. Will Fork. Yep. It, it, it's, those are the guys that I just worship. You know what I mean? And what And what they can do. Yeah, McGinnis was a big one. I mean, but here you talk about this too, okay? Uh, yeah, Bud Dupree was he was he a big uh, okay? But you the, you got to look at okay, TJ Watt. Oh, okay, well TJ Watt, TJ Watt. He also did benefit from having Bud Dupree as a bookend. I mean, you got you got to understand that. And with that, with two with a healthy to it, and Fitzpatrick on that defense, that team was eleven and zero. The offense was not very good last year, but that team was eleven and zero with that defense. Okay. So to say that we didn't feel and really without really very good running backs either. That's you know? fair. That, that, okay. That's a fair James point. Connor is okay. I mean, 
he's not, you know, but he's not that he's not a dude. You know what I'm saying? It's just, okay. I wish he would have stayed in Pittsburgh. I have sentimental reasons for that, but, uh, and then you, okay. So you look at the drop off there and it's like, okay, I think the, the drop off there was almost entirely on the defensive end of the ball because of how bad that offense was last year. So I think there's a lot to be said for, for what you're saying there. Yeah. And I mean, how, how sad is that, that Pittsburgh had one of the better defenses in the NFL and there was, and when you put it in perspective, there was a drop off. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, and that's the system. All right, boys, let's, let's lighten the mood for one second here because I I just saw this pop up on Twitter. As you guys know, I like, yeah, I I saw it. I just saw it. (laughs) I think that I have a, um, I think I have, I have some competition for Steely McBeam. I'm going to be honest with you. Oh my God. So Buffalo Bills fans are Buffalo Bills fans. I'll tell you that much. Um, I just want you to check out game day gear here that I found on this Buffalo Bills fan. I want to know if you guys would wear this on game day. What? <laughs> what? I mean, you got to give them credit for dedication. That's I mean, dedication right there. Uh, okay. Uh, my, okay. Uh, dedication, my ass. Okay. Go fucking put a. Go go buy a Josh Allen jersey. Is that a work suit or what the no, fuck? I, I, it's a work suit. I don't know if what it, this guy. I, I think it's a onesie. Yeah, it's a yeah, onesie. That's a onesie. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? I'm, I'm saying if that's a work suit, I don't know what. I don't want to know what this guy does for a living. There, there's I mean, a, there's some Buffalo Bills pens under there. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give him a little bit of credit. You gotta be very fucking confident in yourself to walk around wearing this. You know, like oh, you shit. gotta you gotta have confidence <sighs> that you're not gonna get your ass kicked anywhere you go to walk around. You have nothing to lose. Can you so <laughs> we this is something I haven't talked about this week, but I I because I don't think it's gonna be a long conversation, but are you guys a little surprised that Buffalo still has a ton of seats available for this playoff game on Sunday, and they're like thirty bucks a ticket? Actually, thirty no, bucks a ticket. Wow! Like Ray, you can't go, brother. Like that's the thing. I can't go. He can't go. It's the United States. But other people in Buffalo can go. Uh, Buffalo has never really been a a, a draw. If we remember correctly. Oh, no, yeah, hell yeah, they are. Hell yeah, the, they are. Into That's the not true. late 90s Buffalo and shit is totally a draw. Remember. Ralph Wilson no. was never sold out. But it should be for a playoff no. game. You're right. That buff, you know, Buffalo is totally a draw, and this is a playoff game. This is totally a draw. It should be. You're it's right. Not, how much I've do you seen think Buffalo that games sell out when the Patriots come. That's bullshit. Okay. So I got a buddy. I got a buddy who's a Philly fan, or no, sorry, is a Steelers fan who lives in Philly. And him and I were having this conversation, and I said he, to him, "He survives." What? Yeah, he from he was born in Pittsburgh, moved to Philly. Oh, a Steelers okay. fan. So he's a Steelers fan. I said to him, "You ever been to a Steelers playoff game?" And he says, "Have you ever tried to get a ticket to a Steelers playoff game?" That's your Have you ever tried to get a, 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 still, a ticket for a Steelers uh, game? Period. Yeah, that, that's basically what he said to me. He said, 
Because we were, and so he was talking about this last year. I said, You ever been to a Steelers playoff game? He goes, You ever tried to get a ticket to a Steelers playoff game? He goes, I can't afford to sit in the fucking nosebleeds of a Steelers playoff game, right? <laughs> he says, Just I'll stay home, whatever. So I'm seeing here where I know my my brother that would give up his left nut to get in, you know, to Heinz Field and watch watch a playoff game. Fucking Buffalo was hosting. You've got it's the, for the first time since 1968. The Patriots and the Bills are meeting in the playoffs. So we're talking pre-Super Bowl era. Correct. They are meeting in the playoffs. And at 30 bucks a crack, there's like just over three quarters of the stadium sold out for this game. Can you buy it right now? Ray, can you buy it right now? Yeah, 30 bucks a ticket you can buy right now. Damn. On the website. That's cheap. That is cheap. And hotels in Buffalo are cheap too, because I've stayed I've stayed up overnight I mean, there more than once. I mean, it is gonna be cold as fuck. <laughs> I, I know it's gonna it's hours. gonna be cold, but it is. But it's the playoffs. It's still a playoff. I, I have I have a theory. I have a theory about this. I have a theory about this. I think what's going on here is everybody's making sure that they have their thirty bucks so that they can buy a table first. <laughs> then they're going to start looking they're at going the, out of Costco okay. first. They're going out of Costco. We're going to we're, we're get going to bundle, Costco you know? first. We're going to get one of these. We're going to get a table. Make sure we get this end of this taken care of. Okay. They're going to get those bundles. Of then we're going to go. Okay. Then we're going to go. Yeah. These people, together money these for people parking were waiting for them at the airport at three in the morning. <laughs> When they come back to wherever the fuck they played last those, year, those those plastic tables are in the back. You I know. don't think they gave up. Well, they have to be flammable too. Know that, right? They have to be flammable too. So you got to make oh, sure you got to supply a gasoline to go along with it. Oh, you put I, gas I, on anything, you'll go. <laughs> I'll tell you what. One thing that one I call this the downfall of COVID. <laughs> one of the things that that you know there was some when we first went into like lockdown two years ago there were some good things that happened i you know re re you know was back to my guitar there was things i did that i was like hey i wouldn't have done this if i wasn't you know locked down it was go 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 uh one of the habits i picked up though was tiktok and it's something i didn't do i didn't watch prior to covid but someone said oh you'll get a kick out of this Dude, I sat there the other day. I just put Buffalo Bills into the search engine on TikTok, and it was literally people getting slammed through tables for like 45 straight videos. And it was like <laughs> dudes like slamming their pregnant girlfriends through fucking tables. I know, videos. I know, I know. Well, I, I mean, this is what I'm saying. I have an in, I have an insight on this, okay? Because this is what you do in West Virginia. When they win a bowl game, if you got a couch in the house, this thing's going in the street and it's getting lit on fire. Really? That's that's been a thing in Morgantown for forever. They won a big game. They won a big game. Like yeah, like when they won the Sugar Bowl against Georgia. Shit. Yeah. Did you use the good couch or did you like the basement couch? We, uh, no, you don't care. And that's just okay. Then people get the basement would be people better. Get tired. Okay, then people get tired. You know what? Do they then provide you with? Do okay, you know what? Before the game, them, let's go down the yard sale. See if we can get something cheap here. Okay, let's okay. So, so you can have uh, a ceremonial couch burning. You know what I mean? That's okay. amazing. That's okay. amazing. <laughs> See, we don't. Um, that's that's fucking phenomenal. That's, <laughs> we don't really have, at least here in the Toronto area, we don't have. I think that. There might be if we if another championship is won in Toronto, I think there's going to be a new tradition. I don't know if you guys saw when the Raptors won the championship, 
there was a drunk guy walking a around. Fucking idiot that came from Vancouver. There was a drunk guy walking around with a tree in, in his hand. <laughs> right? He said it was a, a home. It was a gift for Kawhi. Kawhi. I feel like if there's another championship, you're just going to see a bunch of drunks fucking with plants that they ripped out of the ground running around. The they watched that Godzilla movie. That's that why. They watched that Godzilla movie. His name was Kyle. He told some reporter the day after. He did. He did. And then he saw Kawhi and gave him the plant. But okay. Oh, let's, I normally, uh, we normally keep this talk mostly NFL, but there was a uh, gigantic game Monday night. I think most of the world thought we were going to watch just Alabama roll Georgia to you know to another national championship. And I had that game, but a lot of roll tie people uh, went home upset. Who watched the game and uh, thoughts on uh, on the game, Maddie? What do you think of the game, buddy? I I loved uh, I loved Georgia. Uh, rolling some tide. <laughs> I thought. Um, I thought. Um, w- one thing is the um, the two Alabama receivers went out in the first half of the game. That was a big. That was a big thing for Bama. Um, I mean, they still have good. A good. Um, they still have good receivers that can come up and step up. But the the Georgia defense really stepped up for Georgia, especially in the first half, getting keeping them off the scoreboard. Then it allowed um, it allowed the Georgia um, quarterback at the beginning the beginning of the game because he he was all frazzled up. He needed to step into the game, and then he when he finally stepped in the game, he started making plays. And then um, you saw it. He got to the tight ends. He got to the receivers. He finally and then he, he finally got in the end zone in the second half and scoring. So um, it allowed them to win, win the game. Um, it's basically you know. And they, they were better in the second half. Okay. I'm sorry. I got to – I I have to cut away from from the game, and I got to read this from what Joe just posted in the private chat okay. here to everybody. Sure. And then we'll go back to the game. Because I don't know how – I don't know if we're going to ever be able to get back to this. So <laughs> No, no. Go for it. Go for it. West Virginia fans have a long history of setting things on fire. Couches and chairs are the most frequent victims. The Morgantown (laughs) City Council's latest efforts to stop the tradition was passed unanimously Tuesday, banning outdoor upholstered furniture in the college town. In 2005, fire officials ordered all upholstered furniture, (laughs) debris, and flammable objects to be removed from city porches and student neighborhoods. Couch burning became a felony in Morgantown in 2011, (laughs) but students had have continued. That continued, is yeah. fucking amazing. Set items or furniture ablaze after big mountaineer victories. In 2012, the school made a PSA urging students to stop burning couches. couches. That didn't work either. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, uh, that's the last about it. America oh. right there. That's America. <laughs> that's just that's just phenomenal. Uh, I always like to uh, do a big welcome when we have an international flavor on the show. No Germans tonight, <laughs> no Portuguese tonight, but we got one from down under, all the way from Australia. Oh, wow, Holy wow, shit. Rhino, what's wow. going down, brother? Hello, 
Hey, hey. What's, what's going on, bud? Can you see me? No. no. Oh, no, much doing some work. Are you on the farm? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Yeah, yeah, I can yeah. hear you. We can hear can't you. see you. Yeah, I've got Are my you... phone in my... Can't hear him now. Can you hear me? I can hear yeah, you now, yeah. yep. You're cutting in and out. Yeah. There yeah, I go. get terrible service here. There you go. No, there you just go. I'm in amongst the trees. Have you fought any kangaroos today? Oh, he's gone. Oh, he's gone. He's gone. Just, just as I asked him about the kangaroos. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. He Fuck said you, Mike. His Mike, you're in the group chat. That's Rhino. His, uh, yeah. he was telling us the other day that his his farm is like overrun by kangaroos, and I just think how fucking phenomenal is that that your your farm like because uh, being just North American, you don't think about no. you think about foxes and raccoons. You don't think about kangaroos. There you they're, they're good eating. Oh, kangaroos yeah. good oh, eating. Gone. Yeah, I wouldn't want to have to fight one of those good dudes. Yeah, have Kangaroo's you seen the way those things punch you? They fight like humans. Yeah. They fight like humans. They're not they don't you don't fuck around those things, man. All right. There he is. He's back. Hello? You good? I'm back. You're back. You're back. How's the kangaroo issue? Yeah. Uh the kangaroos are a constant issue. How do you get rid of a car? How do you get <laughs> they rid don't of really do dogs up at night time? How do you get rid of kangaroos? Like here, because we were just saying, like here we have like foxes and raccoons. Those are like our issues. So you just make sure you put the garbage bins in the garage, you know, or or like how what bears, how, coyotes. How do you deal with kangaroos? You shoot them. Oh, exactly. you'd have to. Yeah, you'd have to. I'm yeah, like, I, I fucking I, I those things are no <laughs> joke. That was they breed like rabbits. <laughs> really? It's our national oh, yeah. emblem, but we shoot them. <laughs> how many? <Yeah>. Ra- <laughs> <laughs> we I love them so much. We I shoot them. Told you that, right? I, I, I just like wasn't. I just, thing. I love it. I just wasn't expecting that. That was just, just. <laughs> I like when things are just blunt. Oh, we shoot them. So you get no, We go from fucking talking about burning couches to uh, shooting kangaroos. Just shooting kangaroos. <laughs> fucking walking the talking football. <laughs> I told you two hours of uh, unfiltered football talking <laughs> shenanigans. That's what we do here. Oh, Holy God. fuck! Shoot them kangaroos. <laughs> I don't know what it's like. I know every state is different, but like. Like here in Ontario, if I shot a fucking raccoon, I would You'd go to jail for thirty-five oh, fucking years. I'd have animal rights activists on my driveway. Just not, not like, here in Florida. The only thing that we can't shoot here in Florida is the bear. You can't shoot a bear. See, we can get special licenses here for bears. Yeah, yeah. The bears here, we got to get a special license for in a certain time of season. Yeah. Or you got to call got... a trapper out. So, what do we think of? Uh, so, Jameis Willie. Jamison Williams, there we go, has decided to enter the NFL draft this year, even though he, he tore his, his money, tore his ACL. How uh, how valuable do you think? Like, he's not. He would have been a first round pick. There's no way he goes in the first round this year, right? Because you're no, not going to have him no. for this season. I don't think so. Correct. Right. He's going to. He's going to that's a Bill Belichick special right there. I'm smelling. It, it, yeah. I was thinking yep. that myself, man. That's a Bill Belichick up. special right there. Special right there. Yeah, third round, something like that. Third, third, fourth round. 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't, you know, I mean, I just think, look, you know, for me, this is getting more and more difficult. Like, how, how do you, how do you, how do you honestly grade talent coming out of Alabama anymore? Like, really, how do you honestly grade talent coming out of Alabama anymore? It's the same thing with, like, I've always said, and we talked about this a little bit earlier. I never trusted a quarterback from Alabama, and I would never trust a quarterback from USC back in the Pete Carroll days. We got one. <laughs> okay, well, you know, and, and uh, okay, that's like a unicorn. That's like a needle in a haystack, in my opinion. Well, with, I think the one comes. I think the quarterback at Bama right now, he's going to be good. He's only a sophomore, and I think he's going to be fantastic. But they have so much talent. I mean, um, uh, Jameson, uh, what the fuck's his name? Jameson Williams. The, he's the best receiver in the country. Yeah, so I right. think, and, and and I mean Mac too. He was throwing to yeah, well, the best John receiver Mitch, yeah. in the country. John Mitch, yeah, he's, throwing, yeah. he's throwing a he's throwing a three of them. He was throwing the three of them. Yeah, he well at least two, right? And yeah, and that's the year that two, the year that two went down. The he had three of them. Hold on, he's he's the rhino's fighting he a kangaroo fighting over a there actively as we speak. He's just fighting a kangaroo. He's just, just. Yeah. yeah. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's middle of the day. The kangaroos are lazing at the moment. Oh, so what? Are, they're active at night. So, so what do you? Yeah, they get around at? in the early morning. What time I'm is it? Just... What time is it there right now? It's midday. It's okay. uh, so like noon. Yeah. Twelve. Twelve o'clock. Pretty much. Is it snowing there? Okay. Without looking at the no, <laughs> it's, like, it's like thirty degrees. Yeah, English like that is not American. Up. That's burning up. That's hot. 30, 30 degrees Celsius. Yeah, that's yeah, hot. English. Yes. Great. Can you do that conversion for us? Because you know that crazy system. Thirty is probably about ninety. Yeah. Yeah, at least ninety something. Yeah, about up ninety. There anyway. Damn. Yeah. There's math. Too. There's math to it. Um, oh, today's today's a beautiful day. Yeah, thirty thirty. Is it humid? Is, is it humid in? Uh, see, here in the summertime, nah. it gets hot, but we get like uh-uh. it's like twenty seven degrees Celsius, but it feels like forty with the humid X. Like, do you get humidity in Australia? Yeah, not here yeah. where I live. We're like dry heat. If it gets oh, like thirty percent humidity, I feel like I'm gonna die. So you're like Are the you desert. The Are you in the west? Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. no, east. I'm You're in New South Wales. Okay. okay. About, I'm in, I'm in a place called Griffith. Okay. We're about six hours from Sydney. It would yeah, be yeah. a desert, but yeah. it's an irrigation zone. Okay. Got it. Yeah. That, that, that We're a big farming dry. area. You get off the coast, it's dry. Or popcorn fart out that way. Oh, yeah. Once you go over the mountains, as soon as you go over the mountain range, it goes dry. So I got a, I got a question for you. I've heard that Australian women can kick the shit out of North American men. Is that true, or is that true or false? Yeah, more than likely. I'd, I'd be willing to bet my farm on that. Now, when you and your wife fight, who wins? You or her? Uh, it's her every time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I dated a girl from Perth, and I, I can kind of vouch for that because she was no bullshit. But Australian women are very beautiful. They're very, very, very beautiful women. I don't know. You gotta love the Australian accent, like All not rhinos. Beautiful, aren't they? 
Well, yeah, I know. It's funny because every country comes <laughs> to, I'm like, every country we talk about, I'm like, oh, Finnish women are beautiful. Just beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> 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 uh, so, I, Rhino, I got a question for you. This is a real question because I was watching, um, I was watching the Melbourne Challenge the other night, which is baseball. Sabrina, what was that? Like, when? Oh yeah, you just you, you mentioned Sa- this. Yeah, Saturday night. So because Australia, the Australian baseball, no, league, ABL was canceled again. Yeah. This week, this year, but um, they're kind of doing all these pop challenges around there, right? So they I had didn't the know Mel- that. Yeah, so they had the Melbourne Challenge. So Saturday night, I was watching Game Three or Game Two of the Melbourne Challenge. I probably would have been like morning time for you guys, I guess, or afternoon for you guys. Um, and my wife and I started talking about like when all this COVID shit's over, we'd like to go to Australia for vacation. Where do you like, oh, so fine. we're talking like, do you go to Melbourne? Do you go to Sydney? Do you go like, what would you suggest for two Canadian tourists that know fuck all about Australia? Like, where would you suggest we go? I Queensland. Queensland. I Where's tell that? anyone, if they come to Australia, go to Queensland. Queensland? Yeah. I gotta write that down. That's, that's nice. Is that it's by tropical. water or is that or is that one it's of the fucking, dry? it's humid? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> state above my state. Okay. It's the pointy state on the east, the one up the top. Yeah. That's where all the good stuff is. All the poisonous snakes. Oh, all fuck. the poisonous this is what worries me. <laughs> this, this is what fucking worries me. Ray is literally just out. You said poisonous snake. No, but like I said that to oh. my wife. My wife's like, I want to The most deadliest do. snake in the world is in Australia. Oh, I know. And you guys know my you guys know my thoughts. Kill you, on it'll snake. kill you once it bites you. It's called a cyan or something like that. Yeah, you guys know my thoughts on snakes and lizards and, and, oh, and whatnot. Oh, yeah. Don't worry. Don't worry. Once it hits you, you're dead. Exactly. Don't start showing me your fucking snakes, man. I can't handle it right now. But uh, hey, you know, jealous. I'm just light right now. Then they have Crocs. The Croc is the debt that they have. They have sea Crocs. They have. Crocodiles. Look at this guy. Look at this guy. He just oh, cuddles with Jesus. his snakes. But um, so I just, I said to my wife, oh, I want to go to like Melbourne oh, or, or Sydney. Like I keep my cigars. Oh. You know? What kind of snake is that? Is that a python? Is that like Jesus. a? Yeah, it's a type of puffin. They don't bite. They just, those oh. ones that, they're the ones that choke you, right? They don't no, bite they, you. They bite. No, yeah, they yeah, they, they bite. But... They do bite. <laughs> yeah. they, they all, they all, they they all bite. They all fucking bite. They're, they're, they're constrictors. Bite. They're not poisonous. No. no. She's not coming out. True. Be, be honest, Rhino. Uh, yeah, that's scary as hell. <laughs> But uh, you've, never got, a, you've never had a python around your neck, really? Come on. I've I've had a python <laughs> between my legs once, and I fucking almost I was drunk, and we were in Dominican, and they had these pythons, and they were taking pictures. I was like, ah, fuck it, I'm drunk enough. I'll take a picture, and the motherfucker put it between my they legs should... and made me hold it like that. And I just remember this thing going around my crotch. And I'm like, if this thing bites my fucking balls, man, I swear to God, I'm like, I'm gonna drown all of you. <laughs> That's our national. I think that's our national animal now. But let me let me let me be real with you. Yeah, they have like the. I watched this whole documentary. They have like a python hunt or something there. Like they got guys that get paid. Their their guy just got forty one of them. This thing he was on the thing. He just got forty one of them. That's what I heard because they're killing. Apparently, is that in Florida? Yeah, they're killing everything in Florida. I love that wildlife. They're killing the fucking wildlife down there. They're killing everything. 
It's because they have all this fucking exotic shit that shouldn't be there. Have you seen some of the African snakes that are like 87 feet long? Well, dude, the fuck, Florida's got yeah. fucking fish that walk, man. That yeah. These fucking fish come out of the water and start <laughs> we walking have, on. We don't have a problem with foreign species. You don't? Oh, no, because you just fucking In Australia, the only, only reptiles I can own have to come from Australia. Aren't you guys one too? No like fucking, exotic species allowed. You'll shoot down birds that come from fucking from the sea, right? Like you won't even. I was watch, I was watching this thing on Australia that they have like if if this bird's coming over and it doesn't look like a native, they'll fucking shoot it. it it's um they don't fuck around in Australia. Look at look at no. Yeah, we don't like we don't like things that aren't native. Tell me about it, brother. Don't they, get me going on that. Like, they already have exotic species, so they don't need any more. You got, you got guys <laughs> like we don't, we don't like so. things that aren't Australian. <laughs> we don't like things that aren't Australian. Okay, so if I went to Australia, what are the odds I'm going to get bit by a snake? Like, be real with me. I'm scared of snakes and spiders. No, I'm not scared of spiders. Actually, I don't care well, about spiders. But you got the ones that fucking I'm bite and kill you there. Too. Yeah, no, but you, you understand. We got one. We got one dangerous spider. Yeah, but, you, but you live, but you live there. It's so in like, a very secluded zone. You're not. You. Live I've never there, been though. bit by a snake that is not my python. Well, it's because you live there, so you fucking I've grow never... up with it. I'm a fucking city kid that yeah. fucking runs. I run from raccoons, like literally down the street. Fucking run from raccoons. So if I'm gonna get bit by a snake, if I'm fucking. <laughs> Dude, I've been, I've been, I've been right up next to an alligator. <laughs> I got pictures when I was in Florida of wait, wait, an alligator wait, wait, wait. that was stalking me. He's Look showing us like like a a postcard view. It, I know that's his farm, it, man. Yeah, the guy that's went my farm. So do you still work at the winery, or are you just like a farmer now? Yeah. No, i got to work there? still. You still got to go to work? I've got to work until the farm makes money. What are you going to try to do? Grow, like, vegetables and stuff? No, nah, sheep. Or... Oh, sheep. You're going to, like, sell sheep. wool or sell the sheep? Oh, nah, right, nice. meat sheep. Mm. They shed. Damn. They shed. <laughs> so, so you're talking... Okay, so when I go to Australia, you're talking... I'm going to be getting some fresh lollipops and some fucking... Some shanks and... Oh, yeah. Oh. I'll be Dude. living on. I'll be living on sheep once I get it. Ray, I'm coming with you and your wife on vacation. I, I love fucking lamb, man. Oh my god, oh, nice lamb chops. Just, I was in Saint Lucia. They have the I, best over there in Australia. I was in Saint Lucia, and like all they have there are cows and sheep. And uh, so I legit just ate steak and lamb chops right. like, every single night of the week, like. A rack, rack of lamb, like fuck, fuck chops, rack of lamb every night with steak. It oh, just, rack. Oh, what do they call them? Lollipops, right? Oh, just delicious, delicious. I'm hungry. We're, we're sorry. Oh, is that oh, what you call lollipops? <clears throat> yeah, that's what we call lollipops, a rack of lamb. <clears throat> that's a great yeah. thing, too. That's a great thing. I got, I got exposed to, to lamb uh, in Newcastle, PA, Pittsburgh. Yeah. Uh, but that was a Greek thing down there. It was because of, you know, like Pittsburgh's really, really, really integrated. I mean, there's so many. You, you talk about, you know, New York as being the melting pot of the world. Pittsburgh's like right behind it in terms of how many different nationalities and cultures live there. Uh, but that's where I got exposed to that. Yeah, you, we, have a uh, for it, you know what I mean? I, I always get upset when New York gets the all the credit for having all the like, like we have a little Italy in toronto we have we have a greek village you know what i mean like we have chinatown we have uh everyone has chinatown 
Yes. We Everyone have, has China. China. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, they, they do. Has it's China. like the one. <laughs> we I have, have It's like the OG Walmart. <laughs> I have a Vietnamese town. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, but we have it. I mean, you're you're from Ontario, right? You're, you're yeah, from bro, Ontario. I'm from Scarborough. <laughs> you're from Scarborough. Do so you know exactly? You go downtown. Every little segment of downtown is separated by culture. Yes. Like, so you, yes. again, you go down to uh, the Danforth, it's all Greek. You know, like we have the, the Jewish community, you got everything. What the hell is a snow snake? I feel like that's a joke that I don't know. You've don't never understand. heard of a snow snake? No, what the fuck's a snow snake? Oh my God, dude. I'll hold on. I'll find you a picture. It better not be a fucking snake, for real. No, yeah, there, there's snakes that can live in the cold. In the fucking snow? Yeah. yeah. There's a snake that lives in Antarctica or something like that. Or up there somewhere. Alaska. Get the fuck dude, out of dude, here. Dude, you've never heard. Some guy got bit, it, got bit at Foxborough a couple of years ago. They had oh, you guys are... I know you're fucking with You're going to show me the dumbest fucking thing I know. And I know you're fucking with <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm fucking with you. <laughs> They're cold-blooded animals, right? <laughs> They're cold-blooded. I knew you are fucking with me. <laughs> Why why can't a cold-blooded animal live in the cold? I mean, their blood's already cold. Why won't they just fucking be used to the cold? You know, because that's great, that's great logic. You should tell scientists that. I have a master's degree, by the way, just in case anybody fucking cares to know. So just when you hear these stupid questions, this is what fucking master. This is what the Canadian education, post-secondary. Uh, this is what this is what our university system will give you here. Um, no, technically, there's animal. no such thing as cold blood. Well. They tend to favor warm temperatures. Did you say there's no such thing as cold blood? Yes, sir. Yeah, they're warm-blooded. They just can't warm their blood up themselves. Exactly. Fuck, there you go. See, Mike, there's no exactly. such thing as cold blood, asshole. There you go. See? I'm trying to make me All look right, dumb me, on my own. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let, me me let, let me write that down. If yeah, you, you, hear the term, uh, you hear the term basking, reptiles will bask. They'll find like a nice hot rock. That's hot bacon right, right. That's I thought you were going to say that's hot chick. I was like, yeah, I'm cold-blooded too then. Hot-blooded! <laughs> that's why I'm here in Florida. I need the warm <laughs> Oh, man. My wife and I were just talking about the other day. It's cold here again. Fucking freezing. We are, are we at Buffalo? Minus right? 25 tonight. Yeah, our weather's the same as Buffalo. It's cold here again, and we're just like, we're talking again. It's like, fuck. We need to... <laughs> We need to figure out this whole citizenship thing and get the fuck out of here. But that's actually why I want to uh, take her on vacation to New Zealand or to um, New Zealand, to Australia, because I want her to fall in love with Australia and then convince her to move to Australia. That's what I want to do. Because well, that might be hard. Why is it going to be hard? The fucking Americans don't it's want hard me. Why? To get... nah, it's no, hard to no get but I'm. You don't want to leave. I'm Canadian, right? It's easier for me to get in Australia than to fucking get a citizen to get because we're still all a part of that same fucking bloodline. I, I it's easier for me to get paperwork in, in Australia. The to to go in the states, it's for as a Canadian to become American in the states. It's a fu unless you're going down there for work. It's a fucking nightmare to get papers. A nightmare when, for Canadians. When we moved to America. The guy told us it would be easier for us to go to Mexico and swim over. <laughs> he, he, well, he was not exaggerating, I am sure. Holy fuck. No. no. It was like 11 months of back and forth between embassies. I had to, we had to get vaccinated. This was like Ray, before COVID. Right. <laughs> I had cousin, to get all my childhood immunizations again. My cousin has worked in New York City as a diva 
yeah. for banks and shit for since 2001. The guy still doesn't have American citizenship. He still wow. works on his green card. Jesus. So, Ryan, let me ask you something. Yo. Can I can I make a living working at a wine place down there? Like, could I pay to live, or would, I, would my wife have to work too? No, no, you, everyone, you, there's no way for the Australian. Everyone has to work. Everybody, so it's like here, everybody has to work. Yeah, everything's expensive here. Like, see, so we get paid a lot of money per hour, but everything costs a lot of money. So, could you, could you get me a job at your wine place if I went I to could, Australia? Easily. But you'd have to work. Like, I'd be your boss then. I'll work for you. I don't give a fuck. I've been told I'm terrible to work for. I work. Ah, fuck it. I work for everybody. I just, I, dude. I just want to do my fucking job, get it done right, and go home. That's my. I work to live. I don't live to work. You know, like those people that like they live to work. I, I work to yeah. live. In the regular job, like fucking social media shit, I, I live to work. <laughs> that because, <laughs> as Rhino told me the other day, I day off wrong. So. Uh, yeah. It's, like yeah, it's oh, fun for you. That's why you enjoy it. Oh, I do. Like, I love this, bro. When I took when, when I took a week off at Christmas, I regretted taking a week off at Christmas. I so badly wanted to get there. Uh, how about an American to become a Canadian? Would it be hard to make it ha- or hard to? I don't I, know. I've I don't really know. I've heard, I've heard it's very difficult. It I've probably it's is too. Our, our two countries don't want us to. To swap with each other, I don't know why. Why, it's, it's why be- would you want? It's why because would you the two to- social systems are so different. So I, I forget what it is, but one of my friends was looking into it, and it's like, uh, you know, you don't have a job that basically makes over six figures. Good luck in Canada. To- yeah, Canada's very. You need to come with money Canada's if you want to be Canadian citizen. Yeah, uh, we've. Yeah, you need to come with money so the government can take all of it. Or you need you need to either come with a lot of money, or you need to come over with a refugee status. Uh, we had a Canadian, this guy Kevin J. Johnston, <laughs> who uh, just got arrested in uh, China, Mon- or some Montana. Shit? No, Montana. Oh, and he was trying to. Uh, what was he doing? He was. What is it when you escape a country? Fuck the word is escaping my mind. Effect. It's not defect, but you claim when, when you're asylum, running asylum. when you're running from a yeah asylum. He, asylum, he, asylum, asylum. Yeah, he was running from from the Canadian government and trying to find asylum in uh, in the states. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> in Montana? In my, well, in Montana. the thing was, the thing was, is he was doing weekends in Alberta, so he was convicted. And and you guys got to look uh, here. I'll I'll look it up. Oh, I saw story. that. I. Saw Yes, that. because he thought that no one's gonna find them in fucking Montana because there's like twelve people there. So here's this backstory with this guy though, because this is why I found it so funny. Um, this Kevin J. Johnson, he was harassing a friend of mine's wife, who's a reporter here in Toronto. Like he was harassing her a lot, and uh, actually, I had Rhino going after him on on uh, Twitter and stuff, and we were all doing it. Are you just like purposely just showing us what we're missing? You just keep changing your angle. Like, look how beautiful my land is. Yeah, and look how beautiful it's going to be in the winter. Okay, fuck, figure that one out. Okay, they don't have it's summer there. there. It's, it's summer there right now. It's summer in Australia right now. They right? They don't even have winter. Don't worry about it. Oh they, yeah, they do. 
Ray, does Dean yeah, have yeah. enough pull to get you citizenship? 15 degrees Celsius is winter time. Dean is Canadian. Yeah, but he's like wicked famous, dude. Like, no, he's no pull. They don't want him down there. Okay, oh. I gotta, I gotta read this. To you. <laughs> so, I this is the CBC version. So this is mainstream media. If I wrote you Dean, read you Dean's version, it's it's even fucking crazier. But I'll read you this one. I like yeah. Dean's versions better. Racist former Calgary mayoral candidate <laughs> Kevin J. Johnson has been arrested in the U.S. after failing to show up to a Toronto courthouse to begin serving an 18-month jail term for violation yeah. of an Ontario <laughs> judge's hate speech order. U.S. Customs and Border Protection told CBC News Johnson was arrested Tuesday for illegally entering the country on foot near Plentywood, Montana, after border agents were requested to help track down an individual lost near the Montana-North Dakota state line. A person was found wandering on foot, was later identified as Johnson, a Canadian fugitive wanted by the Royal Mounted Canadian Police. Da, da, da. U.S. Customs and Border Patrol say that if Johnson was charged illegally, I gotta know, but here's what it is. In a statement shared by his lawyer, Ian McQuaig, on Sunday, Johnson said he crossed the border hoping to claim political asylum due to the treatment I've experienced over the last five years because of political persecution by the Canadian government. The statement <laughs> noted that during the period, Johnson had appeared in court 266 times Holy and that he shit. served five months of prison time on account of what he said were his conservative views. He literally at <laughs> a Merrill debate in Mississauga just started spewing racism at um <laughs> at, 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 at his candidate. Wow. Uh, in May and June. That's fucked up. Um he had to get he had to have surgery because he had frostbite on his nose. Oh and the God. reason he got caught and arrested, so he was trying to sneak into the States because, you know, one of the borders aren't protected. But he got lost in the woods in a jean jacket in the winter in yeah. December oh, in Montana. And oh, his, his friend I... had to call him and fucking call the border patrol and say, can you try to help find him? His whole face is mangled by frostbite, and he was not dressed for the elements. And because he's such a fucking douchebag, I have just found it so funny when it happened. Um, I do, yeah. This guy called me out for a fight, and then uh, are we watching Rhino work right now? You? Is that what we're doing? <laughs> are we just watching him load a truck? Yeah, I think so. Spectacular. The truck loading hour. Yeah, you Rhino. are. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Ray, Ray, I'm not loading a truck for you on camera. I think that that should be Mike's next fucking job for this show: loading wood into a truck. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, fuck! Look at this. Look how nice it looks. So you can hear the birds chirping. And well, normally I listen to the show while I'm doing this stuff. Ah, uh, we help people be productive. So we're we're more to... just we're just more enjoying the view of the and the listening to the birds and he wants right. you to talk and about you know while he wants you to talk about the yeah. NFL while he loads wood in the truck. Okay, there you go, there you yeah. go. There, okay, there we go. I mean, that's like, all right, hold on. I'm gonna go get a beer. I'm gonna, yeah, I like I just, take a... I, I can feel the go, heat and the warmth. Go get a right Foster's. Now. <laughs> they don't drink you don't drink fosters right we had that conversation i know i'm just kidding <laughs> no that's terrible 
Yeah, and I yeah, I, no, I heard another Australian on a, on YouTube once saying like nobody in fucking Australia drinks Australia Fosters. Drinks Foster. <laughs> it's a it's an American beer. I've never even seen it. So if I yeah, when I go to basically. Australia, what do I ask for? Um, it uh, depends what state you're in. What strong bowls? When you're in Victoria, Australia? you got to drink. No. No. That's. European, isn't it? I don't know. Which they say one? Australian here. Maybe it's pretend Australian. No, I think that's European. Which one is a, uh, European? Strongbow. Uh, I think it might be German, my friend. German. I think that's German. Maybe. Ah. I have no fucking idea. Mein Deutschenbeer. Uh, yeah, you yeah. like your hat. So what am I doing? Well, so if I'm in Victoria, we have Victoria here too. It's in British Columbia. The fucking Brits. You're, eh? you're just, all part of yeah. You're all part of that. The fucking Brits just named everything the same Wales. thing. Yeah, they did. state United called New States. South Wales. <laughs> New South Wales. <laughs> because they already had South Wales, so they're like New South Wales. Oh my god. Well, and Queensland, Kitchener, Ontario, and then the rest of them are like South Australia, Western Australia. Kitchener, Ontario, which is like our like German population, when like up until like 1983 or something like that, it was called Little Berlin. That's what that was what actually the town was called. And then I don't know where they got Kitchener out of that, but it was called Little Berlin. And that's where all yeah, the fucking... up by Detroit, right? Yeah, yeah. yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, London, yeah, yes. yeah. Okay. <sighs> we even talked about football in an hour. Um... <laughs> 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 it's just shenanigans tonight what can i say it's just shenan- oh, i'm just yeah. happy rhino showed up he never shows up i know it's because i think it's when we're always... doing when we're doing the show he's working yeah. like the middle of the day this is that. the middle of the day i can't be on the internet so how so come lucky. I'm, at, lucky I'm around the house how come we got so lucky today brother i'm just i'm around the house okay it's saturday afternoon right now right yeah yeah, yeah. Friday night and for I've us, got, Saturday. And I've been on lockdown all week, so I've done most of my chores. Oh yeah, you guys are full I've, lockdown now, right? Oh, they don't. No, I all was that shit down there. Oh, no, you had the, you had the Rona, right? You had the Rona. No, I didn't. I was oh, negative. I must so have had a flu. Lockdown? Oh, because you're sick. Because you're on lockdown? As, yeah, because there's so many cases at the moment. Everyone's getting tested at this backlog, so you're on quarantine until you get your results. You guys so that was like fuck, a week. You guys don't fuck around there, though. Oh no, they don't. No, not at all. Not one bit, man. Just ask Novak. Okay, tell <laughs> us about Novak. You're there. Tell, like, tell us about this. What is the thought? What is the Australian people I, saying? Everyone hates Jokovic? him because really? we all hates him. We I, all have I, to abide I, I by him. our rules, and he's not. <laughs> I think it's stupid because they What's should have stupid? him here for the tennis. And who cares yeah, if he's not vaccinated? He's... Make him quarantine for two fucking weeks in a hotel room. He's not there for his... And then he's not a threat to anyone anyway. He's not there for his own pleasure. Watch how much the interest uh, falls when the number one world player doesn't play. Watch. Yeah, and what happens next year if he says, fuck is, I'm not coming back? Well, he's not allowed to come back for three years, apparently. Nah, nah, that's... They haven't implemented that yet. They can do that. You know what, though? I they mean, won't. Canadians are doing the same fucking thing with hockey right now. 
Yeah, they're but, doing the same yeah. goddamn thing with hockey right now. Oh fuck! I'm not okay. Yeah, all your are. American team, fuck you, yeah. and we ain't playing you. Well, there's they a are. battle right now with the Canadian teams and the in the NHL the because thing, they have we have no attendance now in buildings, or most of the provinces have no attendance. It's back to empty attendance. And Montreal refuses to play home games. Well, it's not right. not Montreal refuses to play home games. The NHL said if you don't have people in your building, we're going to relocate the games. So. The Canadian teams are now fucking, I don't know. It's fucked. Don't forget the CDC. I was just celebrating the other night. The CDC just put a level four travel advisory to Canada as well. You yeah. know what I mean? They're advising Americans not to come to Canada. Yeah, if we get to uh, level exactly. five, we're building a wall. Fuck what big I want to get. The only reason I want to get out of Canada right now, and, and and Canada 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 right now is to fuck with Yin's y- y- two Canadians. That would be the <laughs> only reason I would want to go to Canada. <laughs> Canada's a nice place. You'd enjoy Canada. No, I wouldn't. I'll show you around. <laughs> I've, been to, I've been to Canada. Canada is a Canada is a you'd, wonderful place. You'd I've enjoy it. We're we're wonder we're wonderful people. I, 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 okay. okay. It, depend, it depends where you that. go. It depends where you go in Canada. Like if you went to Quebec and that's your experience with Canada, you didn't see Canada. Canadians don't don't fucking no, consider Quebec. Yeah, I'm going to go to Canada so I can have people curse at me in French. Further. No, again, that's Quebec. That's not. We don't consider them a part. So, I have family who's. I, I'm technically. I've got French Canadian blood in me, so I say I'm allowed to talk like this, right? The further east you go, the nicer it is. The 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 Quebecois are like, we're gonna separate. We're like, please do. Like, fucking stop, stop promising it. You guys keep voting no. Stop, stop promising us that you're gonna fucking vote. That you're gonna separate. I um. Like, like I got family that are like Benanger and Chabanot. Like, they're fucking as Quebec as you can get. And I, I just always just like, they'll call me and I'll be like, what the fuck is wrong with your province? I'll say, like, you're like the fuck. <laughs> you know what it'd be like, Matt, Matt I'm probably sure you get this because you live in Florida, right? Like, it, right, it's, right. you know, Florida's always that state, right? I always say Quebec is the, the freest fucking... state in the country. <laughs> no, I always just say that fucking Quebec is the Florida of fucking of Canada, right? It's like, it's, <laughs> dude, you know what they just did there? Holy fuck! Yeah. So everybody who doesn't get vaccinated, like well, this they're guy, they're getting pay more tax. They're getting hammered right now in Quebec. Like their hospitals are full, ICUs are full, whatever. So they're trying to push vaccinations, right? And they're not going. So they put a fucking thing in place that you can't go to the liquor store or the pot shop without a vaccine passport. One day after they fucking put that law in place, oh God, bookings quadrupled the next day, like quadrupled to like, there was like 6,000 new appointments in 10 minutes after they fucking put the law in place. And then it slowed down a bit. And now I don't even know how they're getting away with it. If you are unvaccinated and you end up in the hospital with the COVID vaccine, you have to pay for your treatment. It's not going to be covered under the provincial health plan, which is here. We're supposed to be free health care. I don't I think that's going to go to court. I don't know how they get away with that. It is. But it because that's as far as I'm concerned, when I look at the Constitution, that's illegal. Like you like one of our rights is we the thing is is we pay taxes for our health care high taxes for health care right oh like yeah people always say like well, oh like, yeah oh well you know you guys get free health care and i'm like yeah, yeah, we pay, yeah i pay 35 percent income tax you know what wow. i mean like on wow. every paycheck and then 13 percent, you know hst which is like our sales tax so we pay a lot of tax that pays for health care 
So it, it's not free. It's free in the sense of you don't pay for it. If I go to the hospital, I don't pay for treatment. However, if I need an MRI, I ain't fucking getting an MRI tomorrow. Uh, you know, sometimes yeah. you're waiting. You're gonna get it. You're gonna get it in four to six months. Yeah, you're if talking. You if if they think it's cancerous, you're looking two months to get your MRI to look at your tumor. If you yep. have cancer in you, it can kill you in two months, brother. You. Yep. So it's um, right now. Yeah. So it's uh, it's not free. We get it right away. We get yeah. it right away. Yeah. Well, and we've had we've had there's That's there's the a raging. Pay for it's, it and get it tomorrow. Health healthcare has look at Mike. Mike's trying to get us back onto the football <clears throat> talk. <clears throat> but um, there's a raging debate in Canada right now over healthcare um, because there's. A side that think that there should be public health care, but there should also be like the semi, like where you have the option to pay for your own health care, right? And then, yeah, and if you want to get private insurance and all that kind of stuff, I sit in the middle of I don't give a fuck. Like I really don't get. I don't. I have a, I have a horse trainer friend that got trampled by a horse because he was sitting like an asshole and fucking training his horse at 4 o'clock in the morning. But the reason his life was saved was because <laughs> it happened at 40 and they took him to Buffalo instead of to Sunnybrook. And his wife says if he was taken to Sunnybrook, he would have been dead 100%. But because it was he was lucky enough to be taken to Buffalo in the States, they opened them up, they let his, uh, you know, whole brain calm down, and they closed them up, he's back to training horses again. Is he still sitting like an asshole? Probably. <laughs> can, can we just admit that at, at 4 o'clock in the morning he was probably doing something with the horse he probably shouldn't have been? <laughs> no, because these motherfuckers... Do that there was a there was a problem in Boston with that. Did you see that? There was some yeah. guy running around masked fucking horses at like three o'clock in the morning. It was morning. Having too much huh? <laughs> that, that that was actually how COVID started. They didn't want to tell you. No, Rhino sent me a video once. I don't know why he sent it to me, but sent me a video of a guy fucking a lion. Honest to God, he there, fucking oh, there, was, there was Who's a fucking fuck a lion. There was a they fucking seven hundred and fifty pounds. I mean, I, I wanted the guy to turn around and just bite his fucking dick off, man. That's what I was. And it was talking. a tweet. I yeah. said a tweet. He actually died. Oh, it was a tweet. That's right. And it was a male lion. I'm like, you motherfucker of all things. Like you're fucking the male lion in the ass. I first of all, the lion. Didn't even both. First of all, the lion didn't even react. That's how small his dick was. Right, yeah, that's probably the, point. the lion had huge balls, Put but the dude up. had bigger balls. Put that back up, that back up Mike. Nay, means Ross. no. Nay, means no. <laughs> PSA, kids, don't sit like an asshole. Don't sit like an asshole and don't have sex with a horse. That's you know what would be funny is if the horse was pounding him. The, the fucking horse. Fucking horse kicked the asshole and, 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 and killed him. Because baseball, no, I'm talking about another case now. A fucking guy actually tried to fuck a horse. Oh, God. <laughs> we, we have just gone down a rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't this a football show? 
<laughs> well, we, we'll, hey, listen, we'll get there eventually. We don't tell you how to load the truck. <laughs> I'd like to uh, thank the Dean Blundell Network for having me when they did. Um, I, I appreciate the uh, opportunity you gave me, and uh, I totally understand uh, us parting ways tomorrow. Um, <laughs> thank you, Dean. Thank you so much. Uh, YouTube, I totally understand that you're not monetizing this video. I can't even argue it. Um, to the audience, thank you for uh, watching me for all this these years. This is Patreon, right? Uh, no, yeah. this is live. This is live right now on YouTube. Oh, this, this is, is live, man. Yeah, yeah, my show's live on YouTube. It's it's the podcast. The audio version will be available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts tomorrow. If you guys want to listen to half an hour of lying and horse fucking, Jesus, tune in to talking football with Ray, and uh, we'll have a good fucking time here. Um, I'm embarrassed. We still got half an hour of show left. Mike, please find a fucking football chat. Please, please I've been trying, man. Please. <laughs> What is the chat Let's talking about? Are they talking about the Alabama game? No. Let's get back to Alabama now, game. Play action on John H. Smith was brought up. All, All right. right, there we go. Overall, defense and folk need to execute three times more than the offense for the win. All right. Patriots, Buffalo. <laughs> I don't even know how to transition this. Patriots, Buffalo. <laughs> don't don't fuck a Buffalo in the ass because they'll just fucking horn you to death. No, Patriots, Buffalo. Um, oh, God damn it, man. This might say something. <laughs> well, you see, uh, the defense is the real. Game. Yeah, the defense is gonna have to have to do really well. Listen, we're we're down bad in this game. We're down bad on the podcast right now. You can't see Ray's face if you're listening to this. <laughs> um, the offense is gonna need to execute like some guy trying to get behind the tiger. <laughs> it was the one. <laughs> So I have a I, I got I gotta tell you guys something. I have a meeting at five o'clock on Monday uh with Dean Blundell's team. I'm not even meeting with Dean, I'm meeting with with guys on his team because uh they just they just signed a gigantic deal with Spotify and 102 people on the network and they're choosing like two or three. Remember like Sportscaster, they made us a featured podcast yeah. and all this. And uh we're gonna discuss um talking football with ray being a featured podcast that's you know going to bring in more revenue this and that um um so i got a feeling Thanks. that they're going to listen to friday's show uh in order to get <laughs> to really get a flavor of of what we talk about and um Yikes. and uh we just we just spent 15 minutes um <laughs> talking about bestiality <laughs> and uh <laughs> what's well, an educational topic i mean come on january, january 25th is the um is the creator awards for Newsbreak, and i've been um i've been Revoked. nominated as as uh, one of the the video make five of us right, and I every like five nominees for every category, and I'm I'm nominated as one of the top um, top video makers, and I think I won because they they emailed me today confirming my mailing address, and they need me to confirm before the nineteenth, which means I need to get something to me before the award ceremony starts, and it's a virtual award ceremony. Well, that's cool. Um, so I've had a lot of really cool and exciting stuff uh, happen, and I think the last fifteen minutes just fucking killed my career. So thank you guys for coming on. Hey, and, and, uh, I'm not the one who brought this shit up. Okay? Oh no, 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 no. I, I don't. I don't. 
He could have stopped it right there and then. You fucking <laughs> talked about your fucking asshole friend sitting on a horse. That's how it all started. <laughs> I did. I did. I did. I'm, that. I'm truly torn. <laughs> I really am. I thought, no. It's I, always I, the Canadians. Man. Here's the best part. Here's the best part. Newsbreak might be upset. I'm not even going to play the Newsbreak ad tonight. I'm just going to tell them, trust me, you don't want your fucking name associated with the ads. And, um, and uh, oh. so just don't even worry about it. Trust me. Trust me. You don't even want to worry. Don't even charge me. I won't charge you. We'll just call it even. Um, but uh, <laughs> um, that's why McChicken didn't come on tonight. Even though I sent the invite, he was like, fuck that. He's like, they're going to. They're gonna be talking about fucking lions and everything else, but um, <laughs> we got biblical. If anybody's gonna fucking watch this and probably laugh, it's probably Dean. So I'm probably okay. His people may not be great with it, but when the guy who the fucking website is named after likes it, we're good. Um, which, by the way, as I said, everybody, I will be a guest on his show <laughs> on Monday. You know what? If you can't have fun, when the fuck you gonna have fucking fun? then just do one of these i mean yeah fuck it. it's all about first of all it's all about the content let's prove it mike let's not use this clip on twitter though let's let's mm. do something else okay um let's not use the uh let's not use the bestiality clips on twitter but okay, uh yeah we will not use seconds. we will not use those it was five seconds and want, the only want... reason the only reason i went that deep was because i thought we were on Patreon. I'm truly sorry for that. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't worry. I'm just fucking around, man. But Yeah, I it's do, your first time. I, yeah. I, no, no, we I do, truly thought we were on Patreon. Regardless, have fun, man. This is all about fun. I'm just fucking around here. Um, <laughs> I will say, though, I will I will put this out. Um, lift your cup up again. It's a Starbucks cup just because I don't want to be able to see the liquid oh, because okay. I have cerebral palsy and I get shaky and shit when I see like things coming at me, especially when it's warm and I usually make a mess. So what? What's that? Is that like a green screen you got on it or? No, sir. Or is that? That's is that a cup holder? That it's coming out for some reason. I love and that. I thought you were. I thought you were doing that on purpose. I'm like, that's phenomenal. And my shirt is supposed to be a blue cold shirt, but I don't huh. know why. Oh, but it came out black. I think because you got a you got a green screen on, bud. I don't think so. If I do, no, I no, he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't have it on. It's what he usually has. It's in his room. Do you have like a blurring effect for your background? No, sir. Huh. Oh, cool. Weird. But I just love how this this let me tell you where this con how this conversation came to be. Let's 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 bring this thing yeah, full let's circle. Let's bring this whole thing life. circle. So I asked Rhino where I should go on vacation in Australia. That's where we started. Right? That turned into him herding sheep. Now you'd think you think that that's where the bestiality conversation oh, yeah, was yeah, yeah. but it wasn't no we went into <laughs> no. COVID, we went into novak or we went into novak's Djokovic. novak and then so we talk about Djokovic, and we so, say yeah. australia doesn't fuck around from there it's all novak's fault joe's like i'm not gonna go to fucking canada and i was like why he just want to be sworn out by french people and i'm like ah i get it quebec's not a part of canada I then say what Quebec is doing for their COVID policies. Oh, man. That turns into Canadian healthcare isn't free because of the amount of tax that we pay. 
that turns into the healthcare debate. That turns into Gaki's. Is it Gaki? Did I say that right? Goki. Goki. That that turns into Goki's friend being trampled by a horse. Yes, sir. That turns into us talking about guys in Boston fucking horses and lions. Okay. Don't forget the part about sitting like an asshole. Yes, he was sorry. His friend was sitting like an asshole on a horse, got trampled. That turned it that all that that line of events turned into a 10-minute bestiality conversation. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Talking Football. It was sports related. Yes, sir. It was sports related. Yeah, there was a horse in Australia. We saw him at tennis. I mean, yeah, and we talked about we talked about Novak. I wasn't just talking about hurting you know horses uh, or or gathering them. So I'm glad he didn't. I'm glad he didn't say it started with people talking about burning catches. No, but that would have been even better if that's where the conversation went to. So you never know. Um, I'm a little bit happy that Lawrence wasn't here tonight because I know this kind of conversation would make him very uncomfortable. Because <laughs> oh yeah, it would have. So so would have. Um, and and maybe it's better Thomas isn't here either because I know sometimes his right. English doesn't yeah. interpret properly and we may have had to explain some of the things that we were talking about, which would have <laughs> yeah. uh, oh my God. which would have made it even worse. So we've got uh, 25 minutes left of the live show, uh, which I can't fucking believe we still have that much time that we have to, uh, <laughs> that, that we have to fill right now. Uh, I Let's do even seriously. Even I, we will. Even though I joke, here's what we're gonna do. I do have to play. I do have to play a sponsor, a, a sponsor piece. Um, I'm debating which one to play at the moment. I think we'll go with uh, Manscape. No, yeah, we'll play one that doesn't sponsor. Which one anymore. don't you like? We won't. We won't. Which ones don't you want anymore? Yeah, yeah. I, I want them all. So we will go to news break. That is our actual sponsor tonight. We're gonna go to news break. When we come back, we'll reset. Last 25 minutes, we'll talk about Super Wild Card Weekend. And yes, uh, no more, I promise, no more animal talk. Right. Over 1 billion users have downloaded the free Newsbreak app, getting access to all of their local news and content provided by Newsbreak. However, not only is Newsbreak a sponsor of my channel, they're also my bosses. I have been marked as a top contributor for Newsbreak covering the entire NFL. So what are you waiting for? Download the Newsbreak app from the link that I've left in the description, and it directly supports my channel. If you want transparency, I'll give you transparency. Every time somebody downloads the Newsbreak app from the link, it directly puts money in my pocket. So download the app, get unlimited free access to all of your local news and all of my NFL content for free while also supporting the channel. It's a win-win for everybody, so please take 30 seconds and download the Newsbreak app from the link that I've left in the description. And we are back live here on Talking Football with Ray. Thank you for everybody who's coming in. Tuning in to the Patreon Hangout here on Friday night. Hey, man, make sure you hit that like button. Make sure you subscribe. It's two hours of unfiltered football talk and like nights like tonight, clearly shenanigans. All right, so we've probably spent an hour not talking about football. We're going to wrap this up talking about Super Wild Card Weekend. Uh, let's start with the Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Last night I told Joe, hey, man, I think that Pittsburgh can beat Kansas City. He asked me what kind of drugs I was on. He had a lot of fucking uh, – he does not have the same faith that I do. Let's go around the table. Chiefs, Steelers, does anybody feel like me that the Steelers could have a chance to pull this off? I mean, anybody has a chance after the Colts shit the bed the other week. And uh, so I'm not going to give up. But like if I'm Pittsburgh, but I did play Kansas City to win by at least four because I played Pro Line. Yay. All righty. Probably lose my money, 
There you go, Ontario government. You can have it. <laughs> well, let's keep, it. The, let's keep the government out of this for the moment. It all went downhill the last time we have, talked about the government. Roethlisberger is going to have to play four quarters to win that game. Not happening. Not happening. I, I mean, we, I, you know, I, I'm giving them a chance to win this. I said that last night. Their defense is good. I'm going to give them a chance to win Kansas it. City hasn't been that great all year. Screw him. Big Ben's taking be one. By half time. He's going to take one. Nick Wright's going to well, eat some throw like he has been all year. Because they wake up in the fourth quarter. It like can't... 24 to nothing by the time they wake up. Over by halftime for Kansas City? Uh, clearly, you mean, right? Like oh, yeah. 23 <laughs> nothing yeah. at halftime yeah. kind of thing where, okay, Nick Wright's already calling for them to rest their starters. Yes. <laughs> No, okay, probably. I mean, like, you know, that, no, that I mean, I mean, like, we see like vintage Big Ben, like 36 points by halftime, defense just suffocates Kansas City. Vintage Big Patrick ben. Mahomes goes home with his okay. head in his hands. Everybody's already thinking that half a okay. billion dollar contract. Here's what what's gonna need just, eight just sacks some, for them to win. Just here's what I'm gonna say. Devastated. Here's what I'm gonna say about vintage Big Ben. Okay, somebody opened a cork on that bottle a couple years ago and left it open. Okay, it ain't wine anymore, buddy. It's vinegar. All right, let's just you know get that. Okay, you want to cook with it? That's fine, but you know, I mean, they keep winning, man. They're where they are where they are. (laughs) Just say no because of Ben. No, oh, not no, because it, of no, Ben. It, it, no, it's all because of Ben. He's worth every dollar of that okay, contract. Okay, all right. All right, Mike, come on. The all right, guys. Is it's not thing. a big contract. No, all right, guys. Joe knows I'm Raiders-Bengals. Interesting game. Bengals are a five-and-a-half-point favorite. I think the Bengals can cover five-and-a-half, but ugh. the Raiders, Raiders and Derek Carr the have, have been impressive down the stretch here. Last they time, won the last four. Yeah, the, their last loss was that blowout in Kansas City. Joe Burrow, though, Jamar Chase, have just that connection. Plus, you had in T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. Uh, I am going to go Bengals, even, but this is a game that I think the Raiders could take them out. I agree with what yeah. McChicken just said. It's going to be a close game. I don't see it happening. I don't understand what Ian's are looking at that I'm not seeing with this Pittsburgh game. It just doesn't make any sense. All right, we moved on. Though. They're gonna have a card in his locker room when he gets off the plane. It's gonna have his AARP membership okay. in, in there. Okay, <laughs> we're on to Cincinnati and Raiders. On to Cincinnati. On to Cincinnati. I'm taking right. the Bengals. I actually have the Bengals going to the Super Bowl. Uh, you know what. If you would have said that to me four weeks ago, I'd have said, Joe, what the fuck are you on? But the way they're playing, the way I, I, I could see it too. I could see Cincy going all the way to the Super Bowl. Yeah. I got them beating the Raiders. I think they're going to learn defense. some things. I think they're going to learn some things from that matchup they had against the Raiders where the front seven made uh, Joe Burrow's life hell. He didn't have a good game. Uh, you know, and if it hadn't been for two car turnovers, they would have lost that game. Mm-hmm. Um they probably would have lost that game, but I think they're going to get it cleaned up. And the way they're playing right now, the, the energy in the building, it's going to be an electric atmosphere in, in Cincinnati. I think they're going to win. Anybody else want to weigh in on that? I think John Madden yeah, Cincinnati watches, watches from up above and uh, Darren Waller catches a touchdown or two. <laughs> and uh, the Raiders keep it close, if not win. 
I that, said that to someone the other day, the most John Madden season would be like the Raiders versus the Packers in the Super Bowl. Yes, sir. Let's go. Um, yes. I, I said all right. <laughs> easy game here. I think it's an easy pick. Philadelphia Eagles, Jalen Hurts, traveling to Tampa Bay, Tom Brady. Bucks are an eight-point favorite. I am laying the eight points for Tampa Bay. As good as Philly looked down the stretch, I think it's going to be Amen. a Tampa Bay game. Philly, Amen. Philly. You're taking Philly? <laughs> He's taking Always. Always. Mm. Always bet against Brady. That's not. Well, I haven't yeah, won not, yet. That's not Philly, Philly. <laughs> I haven't won. I mean. I, I mean, <laughs> I think but I if I stick to my guns, eventually I'll have to. Red, yeah. you mean you talk about red eighteen? Red eighteen is gonna hit eventually, right? Like, yeah, you know, yeah. it's gonna, yeah, red eighteen. If I drop the hundred k to win a hundred, it's gonna hit eventually, right? Yeah. Okay. If Peyton says do it, you do it, man. I'll be right one day. Okay. But no, I mean, with that game, it's uh, it's kind of we we did a deep dive of this uh, in. Uh, Lawrence's discord the other night. Um, it's actually a really intriguing matchup because uh, that the, the their I think it was week six that those two teams played. They played in Philly though. Um, Jalen Hurts ran for like two rushing touchdowns. It was a one possession game, all told. Um, and that's when the 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 Buccaneers, the Patriots, Jesus Christ, when the Buccaneers were actually healthy. Um, you know, they don't, they're missing a couple pieces on the outside. I think it's going to, I'm not going to, I'm not necessarily going to take the Patriots to cover this game. Patriots I will take game. them to win, though. I will take them to win. I mean, you know, it's Tom Brady. He knows I'm how to get done in the postseason, man. I mean, like, come on. I mean, you, you got, you know, uh, Bruce Arians knows how to get it done. Um, I just don't, I don't see Philly coming out of there with a win, but I think they're a dangerous enough team that it wouldn't, like totally shocked me if they did, but I think Tampa's got it. I do want to point out too, though, the reason Joe keeps calling Tampa the Patriots uh, is his confusion for all the people on Twitter he sees in Patriots jerseys cheering for Tampa Bay. That's there, the confusion. There you go. That's that's why he's go. so confused. Uh, good assessment. Here's another intriguing game. That. Here's another. Here's another another intriguing game, and I'm going upset on this game. San Francisco 49ers, Dallas Cowboys, Jimmy G is going to beat Dak Prescott. I'm no telling you way. right now. Dallas, Cow- Dallas is going to Dallas themselves, and they're going out in this round. I'm telling you. Yeah, I, just, I feel it. I'm with Ray. I feel I'm it. Ray. I feel it. Dallas by 10. Uh, you, you think Jimmy G is going to have that game, huh? I think Dallas limped into the playoffs. I think San Francisco came streaking into the playoffs. Dallas always finds a way to cowboy themselves. Since the 90s, since their last Super Bowl, they've always found a way to Dallas themselves. Even all the way to the Romo fumble, you know what I mean? There's always a, a, a Dallas thing. I like this 49ers team, and they're healthy. That's the thing. This has been an unhealthy team that has gotten healthy at the right time. I like San Francisco in this game. I mean, let's put it this way. Dallas is the home team, and they're only a three-point favorite. Yeah, you know what I mean? All, that's all based They're going to shit the bed. Field. I don't know about the, that. I don't know the about cow that. I mean, That's going to shit the bed. They have a way more explosive offense as long as they can keep it going. And they have Micah Parsons on defense. He's a beast. He's one man. Debo Samuel. Samuel, okay. 
Yeah, now, but this is the one man. they beat up on a they beat up on the practice squad. They just beat up on Philadelphia's practice squad. Yeah, I get that. I get that. But it's still, it's still. It, I, I get that. I'm not. I don't even count that game. That that's that's stupid. Okay, now, I'm not talking about a 51 point blowout, but uh, or you know whatever it was. Uh, the, the 50, they put up 50. They hung 51 on the Eagles. My thing with this is Debo. Who you gonna ha- who you gonna have to cover him? That's really the only concern that I have. Well, with, he and George Kittle together is is the concern because if you you, you got to put your best guy on Debo, which is gonna give a mixed match. Micah Parsons is gonna probably Diggs? have. Micah Parsons is gonna have to <clears throat> take out Debo. I think no, Micah Parsons there is gonna be go. taken on. Or no. I think Micah Parsons. Okay, but I think if there's a guy in the NFL who can stack Pollard, Elliott, who hasn't been the same back in like two years, yeah, and you know what I'm saying. Or not? No, what the hell am I even talking about? Going um, the other way, Eli, Eli Mitchell. Mitchell. Okay, but what I'm what I'm talking about? I'm talking about the, the Dallas defense in terms of, you know, uh, how how are you going to handle Debo Samuel? He's going to have to handle Mitchell. Okay, but what else you got? And Kittle um, by Kittle. more than four, sir. I, I'm just saying. Okay, you, you, so you, it's it's not all Micah Parsons on that defense. So is what I'm telling you. But you're not going to put Diggs on Debo Samuel, no. Okay, no, because Diggs might be an interception machine, but he gives up big plays he, a he, lot he, this year. Okay, so that's he's Debo will drag him on, from one end of the field to the other. He's probably going to be on IU more than anything. So uh, to flip that to the Dallas side of things, which is I, I made a mental leap ahead. I don't think uh, San Francisco's defense has the firepower to stop what Dallas is going to have to bring to bear. You got Pollard, you got Elliott, who hasn't been great. But you've also got Schultz, you got Cooper, and you've got right. CD. Without Gallup, I mean, there's. I think there's just too much on the bone there for Dallas. To be honest with you, I really think there's just too much. I think Debo Samuel is going to be the X factor in this game, but I think they get they 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 find well, a to, way to get that done. To be fair, Ray did say the upset, right? So I'm going to have to agree. I think Dallas has stepped on their own feet a lot this season, and Dak actually honestly hasn't played that great. He's Dak has been streaky, and nah. I don't know. Like they look, he looked really good, say in the Patriots game, and then he got hurt. He came got back, hurt. looked awful in Denver or against Denver. Like just looked brutal against Denver. They, they they bounced back and forth. I like Dak. I mean, you guys heard my list of quarterbacks. I had him ranked ahead of of Brady for Christ's sakes. You know what I mean? Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Brady. Um, yeah. I, no, no, it's, it's the truth. I like I, I like Dak Prescott as a quarterback. I, I think he's a great quarterback. Dallas though has been very inconsistent, and I agree. I think Debo Samuel is going to be the X factor because I don't think they have anybody who can stop him. If you put Diggs on him, they're done because yeah, he, he might get a pick, yep. but he's going to give up three big plays. Debo's going to blow by him, and and that's why I didn't think that Diggs was an All Pro. That was my argument for him being an All Pro. Right, you can't just go based on interceptions. How many big plays did that guy give up this season? I think it's like well, not nine. Only that, what are you going to do? A man shadow on him? Like you know, you're, 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 they're going to send Debo in motion on almost every play. Yep. What are you going to do? Have Diggs run, you know, wind sprints across uh, across the field all all night long? You know, trying to cover the guy. Stupid. Just no, no, no. It's not going to happen. All so right, I mean, I, I think it'll be a closer game. That, but I, I, I think Dallas pulls out the dub. I really do. Let's switch to Saturday night. 
they let's, win by at least yeah. Four. Let's switch to Saturday night. Let's switch to Saturday night. New England Patriots, Buffalo Bills. Bills are four and a half point favorite. It's going to be cold. Wind's going to be blowing. Maybe a little bit of snow coming through uh, Orchard Park. Uh, boys, my heart. I like my is, Patriots. Is taking the upset. My head is picking the favorites. Um, my heart says Patriots because it's always going to say Patriots, but my my head and my football analyst to me just says Buffalo's got if Buffalo just outmatches the Patriots. If the Patriots are going to win, it's going to come down to Bill Belichick. People keep saying it's going to come down to this guy or that guy or this guy. If it yeah, if bet the, against the hoodie, you know, if the Patriots are going to win, it's going to come down to Amen. Belichick. I, I, I like that right there. Don't bet. Against I, however, them. last night did predict we're going to see a double pass in this game. Mm-hmm. I, we haven't seen it since week five. We're going to yep. see a double passes game. We're going to see a couple double reverses. I think McDaniels is going to empty the bag of tricks to try to win this game. I think we're going to see a jet sweep. And I think the Patriots are going to play this game for real. This is the one factor I didn't take into consideration until today. But I was on my way to work this morning listening to uh, the Fan 590, which is a Toronto radio station here. And they had Tiki Barber on. And Tiki was talking about the Patriots, he says, are in a very different. He says, when people are thinking of the Patriots and Bill Belichick going into the playoffs, you can't think about the old Patriots team. You got to think about the current Patriots. He said, and it reminds me, he said, of my Giants team. Tiki Barber, obviously a part of, you know what I mean, of those Giants teams. Right. He said, they're going to play every game like it's the Super Bowl. He said the Patriots team in the past didn't play every playoff game like a Super Bowl. They were saving things. They had their bag of tricks. They were saving things. He says, they're going to empty the bag every game. You know what I mean? Like there's going to be nothing left on the table, he said. And he said, so I could see them beating Buffalo because Belichick is going to play this game like it's the last game of the year. Okay. So he said that this morning? Yes. Okay. You, McDermott's going to pull tell Tiki Barber he owes me a royalty because I said this same exact thing last night. Oh, really? Exact same yeah, thing. Yeah, he did. He me did. Mike, me and Mike were talking about yeah. it. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I I agree with you a hundred percent. He, you've seen that, and you know, uh, Mike and I were talking about okay, Ross, if you're out there, <laughs> I know I know how much you hate McDaniel's, okay, but you've seen that vanilla offense this year for a reason because they've had a rookie quarterback. I think this is where the Patriots open up the playbook and they say, forget about it. This is uh, no holds barred here. We're, we don't we don't care. We'll yep. figure out. We're gonna we're gonna do anything we can do to win this game, and then we're gonna go win the next one, well, and then we're gonna figure it out from there. I, I'm taking the Patriots in this game. I do want to throw out to Tiki Barber. If you're gonna steal from Joe, at least credit him on the radio in the morning. Yeah, Jeez. no kidding, man. I mean, what the hell? <laughs> uh, I want to thank Adam JG Glaze. <laughs> yeah, thank sure you. Tiki was such a <laughs> want to thank Adam JG Glaze. Thank you so much for the super chat. He's saying stats Jones 13 for 25, 139, one touchdown interception, rushing 142, two touchdowns. Pats 27 23 show and book it. So Adam is predicting 27 23. Mike, you like that score? Yeah, yeah, I think it's pretty good actually. Sam Thunder said the same thing earlier today. I, I could see a stat line like that. That's pretty realistic. I obviously hope that, Jones would be yeah, a little better, that, but that means the good, de- uh, defense you know, gets a pick that. six in there, basically, right? Obviously that, and then you you consider not necessarily Patriots beat that team running doing nothing but running a football. You get the play action in there with John U. Smith. Uh, I think it was who who was it that said that was that McChicken earlier? Uh, 
about play I can, action with Jonas I, I, I can scroll back and find the comment. I think it was McChicken who said it. Yeah, it's I, you got to you know, play. That, that makes a hell of a lot of sense to me. That, that makes perfect sense. All right, boys. Now, this is the most intriguing game for me. This is the one I'm so excited for. And um, I'm a little pissed off that I'm going to basically miss the first 45 minutes because of my podcast on Monday night, which means I may actually ask everybody to not tell me anything about the game and I might start it at 9 o'clock over on uh, the network. Oh, Arizona... I got your Twitter handle. I'll, I'll promise. You'll just, you'll just update me. No, on those kind of days, I'm off Twitter. I'm off everything. I just, uh, I'm, okay. I know how, I know how to get around it. It's the podcast right. where they'll screw me when the chat will just be, oh, Ray, seven, nothing. Oh, it's 14. This, um, Arizona Rams. I, I just, I don't know why I did the city and the, the Arizona Cardinals and the LA Rams. Um, which, by the way, I'd like to apologize to everybody from the great city of Los Angeles for spelling your uh, city name with an A today on Newsbreak. And I want to apologize on behalf of Newsbreak for the editors not catching that. Your comments were seen, and uh-huh. I uh, I apologize. It's Los Angeles, not Los Angeles. So I apologize for that. Um, honestly, of all the things people could get mad at me about, I didn't think it was going to be that. But people were quite livid and i apologize isn't mike supposed to be handling your social media stuff <clears throat> it I was actually stuff it was actually on Newsbreak, and my editor missed it too so that's why we got uh that it was right in the right in the title that's where we got where we got hammered i'm just busting balls. cardinals rams rams are a four-point favorite i think everybody on this channel knows my thoughts on matthew stafford i think he's a good quarterback i've got nothing against matthew stafford but i think that he's uh egregiously overrated and i think that people uh rank him way higher than he deserves to be ranked um He's good. I'm not going to take it away from him, but I've seen some bad Matthew Stafford this year that would have completely been blamed on the city of Detroit last year. Um, Los Angeles, I don't know if you saw that San Francisco game. There wasn't a Ram fan in the stadium. Uh, to the And uh, I don't know if you saw Mrs. Stafford going absolutely ballistic on social media about it um, yeah. because the in, what is it, SoFi Stadium, uh, the uh, Matthew Stafford had to go into a silent count. It was so loud in there with San Francisco fans. And when Jimmy G was on offense, uh, he was just he he was vocal. That that's how bad it was. Um, Rams fans have apparently, or I was looking reading today, a secondary market for the tickets for this game on Monday Night Football. Over forty percent of tickets purchased in the city of Los Angeles have been sold electronically to the state of Arizona. So the Cardinal fans are traveling, so it could be a bit of a hostile environment for the Rams in their home building. Um, Kyler Murray, I'm going to say disappointing this year for me. Uh, I I was expecting a a way bigger leap, and I didn't see it. And I'm going to say that the whole Arizona team was a little disappointing for me. Because when everybody was surprised with their start, they were kind of doing, if you go back to my receipts, what I was saying I thought they were going to do all year. That being said, I got to take the Rams because I just think the, the defense is – I think it's this is we know what both offenses can do. This is going to come down to defense, and I just think the Rams' defense is, is it's too good. It's, it's too good for Arizona. And – is Hopkins playing? Do we know? It's questionable. Well, he's out for the season. He's, he's, he's out. out. He's ACL. So he's out. So 
You don't come. He's sixty-seven percent of the offense. Yeah, so I got I got to go with the Rams this game. Yep. Though I have the Rams on a ticket as well. Again, thank you, Proline. Um, you can have my money. Um, I I don't trust <laughs> really the Rams because of what they did last week, but I couldn't resist not taking them. So we'll see. No, I, I, I agree. I'm, I'm taking the Rams. I mean, uh, now there are some question marks there, so obviously. Uh, without Woods, you you're know, I, I, I think I don't think the Rams really know who. Well, I, I think the Rams don't really know who they are right now. You're not to be completely to honest with you. With all that, like it's you. like a Frankenstein team. They have just like amalgamated so much talent there, but they haven't had time to get any chemistry. They've got so much star power there. I see. Actually, I see LA fans coming out for this game because playoff tickets are expensive, kids, and it's LA. We're we're gonna see that part of it. I think in in the big show. The Super Bowl is going to be there this year. You know, there's going to be expectations there. Uh, I think LA fans are going to are going to come out for this game. Uh, the new there, LA fans, there are you, also, if you know what I'm, if you know what I mean. But there uh, are also yeah, actors and stuff that live in Arizona too. Well, I don't, I, don't, I don't care. I don't care about Arizona. We're not talking about Arizona. All right, let's let, let Joe finish his point. Well, here, my, my my whole thing is, I I just think with, with what we've seen from the collapse of the Arizona Cardinals. Yes, the Rams have been inconsistent, but the Arizona Cardinals have completely collapsed down the stretch. They have looked like a middling football team where LA still, they're just still trying to figure out who the heck they are. They lost that game in San Francisco. Okay. They're still trying to figure it out, but they've got more talent on that one team than any other team in the NFL right now. I mean, to be honest with you, except maybe the offensive line. I mean, okay, but, I mean, there's just so much star power there. If they figure out who the heck they are and they can put it together, they can make a run. Um, I, I just see them beating Arizona. I'm taking the Rams. All right, Matt, hold your point. Here. Matt, hold okay. your point. Okay. Hold your point. Don't go anywhere, guys. I'm dropping you out for a minute. We just got to – I got to wrap this up here, and then uh, the party okay. will continue when it's over. So, Matt, Matt's next, everybody. Thank you, everybody, for the Patreon crew. Guys, that's it for tonight. Thank you so much for tuning in to Talking Football with Ray. I will be back on Monday, January the 17th. Make sure you tune in. Obviously, we're going to be talking about uh, Super Wild Card Weekend. Uh, of course, I'm live Monday through Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time uh, on the Talking Football with Ray YouTube page. We're also live on our Facebook page and on Twitter. Uh, check out uh, clips. If you're just looking for shorter clips uh, where we cover the news, uh, check out Vlogging Football with Ray. That's our vlogging football with Ray YouTube page where we pull clips from here and put them out two, three, four minutes at a time. Um, less of the chatter, more of just the uh, the news sort of thing that you're looking for. Uh, check out my NFL blogs over at DeanBundell.com. I am preparing my blog about Aaron Donald for tonight to be released for tomorrow where I say why he has surpassed Aaron Donald or uh, Lawrence Taylor. Even though we've had that conversation. Uh, the Talking Football with Ray podcast for now is a member of the dm blundell podcast network follow me on twitter at dpn underscore ray uh follow our business account on twitter at talking with ray that's run by me and mike n uh follow us on facebook facebook.com slash dpn sports become a patreon member patreon.com slash dpn sports for those of you who watch the show tonight well you could have been a part of that uh let's call it different conversation 
Of course, the perks of joining the Patreon, you get to join the show daily. If uh, we don't have a guest between that 710 and 730 spot, you get the Friday night hangout and you're guaranteed your questions and comments to be answered. Remember, you can find the audio podcast over on Spotify and uh, Apple Podcast. Uh, all the links that are in the description of the video and the podcast. Guys, don't forget, on your way out, smash that like button. It helps with the analytics. It tells YouTube, man, people want to see it. Uh, and subscribe if you want for more, right? Don't forget to check out the Dean Blundell show on Monday around 3 o'clock uh, Eastern time. I will be a guest on the show talking about Sunday. Uh, on Monday, I'm going to be joined by Kevin Gerard, who is one of the funniest people you will ever meet in your entire life. He'll be with me for about some 7.10 till 7.30. He's a Dolphins fan. He's cheering for the Patriots this weekend. Uh, if you want to get a little taste of him, go check out my appearance on the Rico Report on Tuesday. The guy is fucking hilarious. Go check him out. And then, of course, I'll be joined by my Monday night co-host, Connor Carney, at 7.30 till 8.30. And then Mike Yen will join us at 8.30, answer those Patreon questions, wrap up the show, call those little pressing needs. Uh, Monday's topic will be simple, right? Super Wild Card Weekend. We know that's exactly what we're going to be talking about, hopefully talking about a Patriots victory. Um, last little bit of news, right? Of course, brand new look on Monday, hoping to... Uh, pretty soon start breaking down what i'm doing here and uh resetting up the studio so things could look very different on monday and don't forget next friday i'm going to be dropping the new merch line it's going to be called the legit merch line i've already got a couple of pieces i've shared with some people gotten the feedback we're going to keep going uh got the artist proofs working with the uh design guys i think it's going to be sweet uh merch shop has been empty since connor left the show so i'm pretty uh pretty jacked about that coming back up and going uh thank you to everybody who tuned in to the talking football with ray podcast don't forget you're all legit kids Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network.